Well, shit. Welcome to Plastered Negotiations, where none of the debates are legally binding. I am your interim backup host, uh, Caleb McChesney. Uh, if you're new to this uh, new to this show on Plastered Negotiations, we usually cover sports and some other news bits while consuming adult beverages, except for me, because uh, I'm still six months away from being able to do this legally. Um, but that's not a problem for Alonzo or Jeremy. Um, no. So... As usual, we'll set a two-minute timer for the opening statements, although I don't think that anybody really needs it. Um, and we're going to start with the Dragon Wrangler himself, Jeremy Phelps, although I'm unsure of where this nickname comes from. Jeremy, we'll, we'll let you go. Yeah, so, you know, mine's pretty straightforward, man. And, and honestly, I think it's uh, really just that I'm fired up that baseball's almost done and hockey's back. It's opening week in the NHL. Some good teams out there. My, my Red Wings got their first one of the year. Billy Huso looking great in that with a shutout in his first game in Detroit. And, you know, I think it's just – it's it's kind of interesting to me and it's sort of entertaining that one guy can have such an impact. I'm not talking about Huso, but I'm talking more so about Steve Eisman here, right? And, and Steve Eisman, phenomenal player back in the day. But, you know, builds the Tampa Bay Lightning and the perennial powerhouse that they are as a GM and, you know, decides after winning a couple Stanley Cups there and, you know, put him back in the cup even after he leaves with the team that he built that he wants to move on and go back to Detroit. And I think he's been there two, three years now at the most. And uh, they're already in the spot again. They're going to be contending for a playoff berth this year with all the moves he made this offseason. So, you know, it blows me away that there's a guy like that who's an amazing player and now becomes an amazing GM. And on the flip side, you've got a guy like John Elway, who's an amazing player and a horrendous GM. And so uh, it's just kind of entertaining to me that one guy can make such a difference in a positive or a negative way. So yeah, I have, a, I have a lot of uh, Detroit Red Wings fans that are my friends in there. They're all Good. really uh, – ex- they've been excited the last couple of years. Like, okay, we blew it up, and now we're progressing in this right direction. I wish the Bruins would do something similar, but, you know, I'm stuck with, like, 40-year-old Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci, <laughs> and Marshan's out for two more months, and it's it's not a fun time to be a Bruins fan, but, hey, at least we beat the Capitals the other night. But, um, hey, the difference this year for the Wings is we finally spent free agency money. Like, we've been drafting well for the past couple of years. I mean, most Siders rookie of the year last year, but, like, we actually finally spent money in free agency because Eisman thinks we're finally ready to compete, and it's finally time to do it. So, I'm on board. Hockey's always better when the Detroit Red Wings are in the picture. Uh, Alonzo, let's go to you. What do you got for us? All right. So before we start, I have had some Robinson's Trooper, which is premium British beer. Um, Think of Boddington's that tastes a little better, but not quite as smooth. Boddington's has that nitro to it. If they added nitro to this, oh, my God. And it's an Iron Maiden. If you look at it, it literally has, it says Iron Maiden on there. So those of y'all who know 80s rock. Iron Maiden. So I had two of those, and I'm on my third Michelob Ultra Amber Max, which is Michelob Ultra Amber, which is really good, by the way. Um, we'll just show what I would think about it, but it's it's not bad. So on to my rant. Um, oh boy, fuck man! I was out driving today because there's no balloon fiesta this week, right? It's done. It's been done. <sighs> Would you believe fucking Albuquerque drivers? I'm out driving. 
we got, took my son's car to get to get uh, his uh, oil pan and oil gasket changed out, as well as the the oil plug or whatever the fuck. Took my car to get an oil change. We, we both went and got haircuts. We picked up my my other son, took him for a haircut. Took my wife's van out to get serviced as well. And the traffic. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Look, if you have no reason to be out, don't take a Sunday drive on a fucking Friday. It's Friday. Friday, guys. It's Friday. Fun, fun, fun. I may go over two minutes. I don't care, guys. It's fucking Friday. I'm not going to enforce the punishment. It's Friday. Fun, fun, fun. It's Friday. Fun, fun, fun. There's no reason to be taking a Sunday drive at 2.30 p.m. on fucking Friday. Fun, fun, fun. Wait, what day is it? Friday, it's fucking Friday. Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. You know, Come so, on. You know, Stokes put in nah. that Rebecca Black song. Everybody's Fuck pumping this it. this noise, yep. bro. Fun, fun, fun. Fuck this shit. These people need to go home or go to work. Do something else. Again, people, why were you out? I was out being productive. These people were just fucking cruising through on north northwest side of Albuquerque because we're cool. Go fucking home or go to work. Do something productive. Don't be on the road just because you want to be on the road. see the Walter White, Jesse Pinkman statues. This is fucking it's bullshit. Dude, they don't have jobs. Probably. That's that's probably true. But this is bullshit. This is bullshit. All right. Go home. Don't, don't you know, go, oh, let's go, let's go make traffic. We're a, we're a city of under a million people in the metro area. Okay. We shouldn't have worse traffic than fucking Dallas. That's what I encountered today on the road. So I'm not happy about that. I was not, I was not, and I still am not happy about that. I'm kind of like worked up, you know, I'm kind of glad I'm not like hopped up on some Coke or anything, you know, not that I've ever done it. Cause I never have, but wait, I'm wait, glad I'm not judge. hopped up on cocaine. Cause I'd be fucking rattled right now. This is fucking bullshit. Go home. Okay. Go home, rest, relax, have beers. Like I am at my house, not, Oh, I'm going to go fucking drive and be all stupid and I'm going to make sure everyone's late to whatever they need to get to. Go fucking home, guys. I like There's no reason back and forth between two beers, too, on this rant that would also just make it better. Yeah, well, you know, I, I'm going to. I'm going to have one of these and a the solchilada, another one of these later. I'll probably have some fucking whiskey and some some rye. Uh, this is bullshit. I'm, I'm going to be like like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Then have more whiskey. Then have more beer. Then have more whiskey. And then I'm going to splash like that and drink like that. You know, yeah. Give, give, give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. That's going to be me right there, baby. Tonight. Alonzo 316 said, get Alonzo off the road, son. I just whooped your ass. Alonzo 316 says, go your ass back home. That's what I say. Because Alonzo said so. Get your ass back home. What the fuck you doing out and about? Slowing us all down. You know, we, we, we had to go to Costco to put gas on the shit. The lines. Oh, my God. These people. Do they not sell gas tomorrow? Tomorrow is Saturday and Sunday comes after Can you not go out tomorrow? <laughs> I'm already out and about. Can you not get out tomorrow? Can, yes. I, can I do my best dose real quick here and just say it? I guarantee every single one of us drive a fucking Subaru, too. You know what? Fucking Subaru I'm drivers. Northeast and Northwest Albuquerque, you got a lot of Subaru fucking drivers. And matter of fact, I was behind a Subaru today 
and there was a, a dog that jumped over the little the, the 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 trunk area to the back seat, back seat. And I was like, "Fucking Subaru drivers, man! Give me your dog. Let me have your dog, and you go crash your car somewhere. Wow. Get the fuck out of my road. Get off my road." Wow. So, yeah, fuck that noise. Get the fuck off the road, guys. Alonzo three sixteen says, "Get off the fucking road." <laughs> That's right, man. I don't even want to do an opening statement because that one was just so good. <laughs> ah, go ahead. Sorry, bro. No, I don't. I don't even have one anymore. Yours was just incredible. <laughs> I suppose my opening statement is Alonzo. Uh, write down March sixth, twenty twenty three, on your calendar because that's when I turn twenty one. I'm gonna need a list of good, of good stuff to drink, and I I think I I got you. Anyway. I I got you, bro. In this podcast, we got you set up, but yeah, I'm I got, just matter, I'm matter just of fact. Gonna, my, Okay, your birthday is March. Mine's March third, bro. Pisces in the Pisces house, bitches. Jeremy Winter. That's right. You know what, Caleb? I'm gonna need you to send me your address, so I will go ahead and buy you something from from your local Total Wine and have them ship it to you. Really? Yeah. Sweet. I'm not fucking kidding. Sweet. So yeah. I guess I'll use this as an opening statement. Um, I've been thinking about this a little bit lately because I'll be turning 21, as I said, March sixth. Uh, it's a tradition in this family to do a shot of Fireball with my mom and my stepdad. Here's the thing. I absolutely hate Fireball. I can't stand Dude, it. Dude, Fireball sucks, but you have it makes, to. You have, you, it you makes me gag, it. but like, I don't want to like, so I don't want to like take a shot and then have my mom look at me like, oh, he gagged. Oh, he, he's a pussy. <laughs> but you gag a Fireball shot, so you need to be doing a lot of heavier liquor before your birthday. <laughs> Eagerly, obviously. But, and yeah. by the way, on your birthday, on your birthday, Caleb, don't shoot like, oh, I'm going to go shoot some whiskey. No, no, no. You you, you sip whiskey. If you're going to shoot, it's got to be horrible shit and you've got to be drunk already. Like some really cheap vodka, you're right? Yes, but that's after you're, you're 8, 10 deep already because, <laughs> dude, don't don't shoot right off the bat, bro. Also, that's don't stupid. try to go also don't try to go 21 shots for your 21st birthday. My no. that, And he got to about 15 and probably was passed out for four days. Yeah, right, so. right. No, well, I, like, I, you know, uh, on, on, oh, I can't even say it's legally. Oh. Well, well it happened, so it's, it's, it, it, I can't get in trouble. Um, last year in February, or this past this past February, I blacked out off of white cloth surges and some like open case of Bud Light, like this thirty rack of Bud Light that Yo, they just the left surge. that they just that they just left lying around. Like me and my roommate go to this house party and they're leaving their thirty rack of Bud Light just out on the counter, and me and my roommate just look at each other like. Is it really? Like this is just for the taking, <laughs> and we just took it. <laughs> Had like yeah, no, years in my pockets, just going. But... Well, yeah, let, let, let me tell you a quick story. So when I was younger, and Stokes is gonna edit all this out, but well, when 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 I was out down in Mexico State, we'd go down to Juarez to party, and they would have drink and drown nights at the bars over there, and I show up to this bar. Oh, I'm all cool, right? Hey, hey. and some dudes like boom challenge. Seven kamikaze shots. What's a kamikaze okay. shot just for challenge? Okay, challenge accepted. I think I got to the six, and I don't remember anything else the rest of the night. So, just yeah, I mean, and I had I had been drinking like fucking mad. I remember everything before that, nothing afterwards. Apparently, I was really funny afterwards, and I really don't want to know what I really did. Just, just say. All right, so this was a lengthy opening statement segment, but I got some really good drinking advice from my good friends Alonzo and Jeremy. And uh, Alonzo promised to send me some good stuff on my. Oh yeah, birthday. I'm gonna hook you up, bro. I got you. 
And uh, with all that being said, we have our rebuttal period, but I feel like we used it. We're good to go. Uh, so let's go right. Yeah. Let's go right into our big topic of the week. Um, so I don't know if you guys have watched a lot of football this past Sunday, but there was a lot of yellow flags flying around. Um, the latest penalty heard around the world was thrown on an eventual roughing the passer call during the Chiefs Raiders game. ESPN's Troy Aikman seemingly forgotten not to be a sexist dick and suggested the NFL uh, quote take the dresses off unquote, in response. Between the new rep in the passer rule and the year where nobody knew what the hell a catch was, the tuck rule, uh, as I wear my Raiders hat, but I'm a Patriots fan, uh, um, where, yeah, and many other rules. Uh, and let, let me just mention this because this wasn't written, this didn't, this script was written a little bit before this news came out. Uh, Tom Brady got fined $11,000 for trying to kick Grady Jarrett on Sunday. Um, after being roughed as a passer, right, and that was the first of the the controversial roughing the passer calls. Um, Alonzo, let's go to you. Um, in your opinion, what rules need to be updated or modified for today's game of football, and how would you implement these uh, these changes? All right, so I'm going on a limb here. All right, sorry, my fucking phone. Let me shut this <laughs> fucker off. <laughs> Piece of shit. Like, boop, boop, boop. Shut the fuck up. I don't need to hear you. I know you're trying to get hold of me. All right. So here's what I think. All right. Let's put flags on everybody. You know, I mean, we're just we're just gonna go that route. They're already dirty. You know, everybody thought this whole thing of the fucking Pro Bowl. Oh, they can play flag football. It'll be fun, right? It's an experiment, baby. They're gonna see how many people want to keep watching if they put flags on them. So fuck it. Put flags on everybody. Okay, we're all sick of the injuries, right? Let's make sure everyone is safe out in the field. Let's take it a step further. Put everyone in fucking bubble wrap. All right. You, 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 I don't know if y'all saw the movie. The I think it's called The Bubble Boy back in the day. Fucking yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal. And he was literally in a bubble. And his mom's like, oh, my God, he's got this disease. And he bubble can't get boy out was there. Jake Gyllenhaal? And he breaks out. What's that? Bubble Boy was Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah. Wow. yeah so bubble Boy was Brokeback Mountain? I didn't, I didn't know. Yep. Yep. It was him. And then he breaks out and he realizes life isn't really, life isn't really that bad. Well, put everyone in bubble wrap in the NFL, and eventually they'll break out and realize, you know, it wasn't really bad being tackled, okay? But meanwhile, they're going to be hurt, not only uh, – they're not hurt, not only while they're, while they're getting hit, but also while they trip and fall for the – you know, I tripped and fell. Oh, you're down, but, you know, you didn't get hurt because the bubble wrap protected you, all right? No, okay, no, in all seriousness. And, yes, Aikman sounded like a sexist, but his point is well taken. Take the dresses off, so to speak. You need to straddle that fucking line. Let them play, but somehow or another, make sure concussions are taken seriously. And I think the only way we're going to get to that point is you got to really put some bite behind the fucking bark for concussion management, bro. That's what it is. So penalties for bad concussion management. And, you know, and they'll never do this. They'll never do this. Oh, Mike's joining. All right. Oh, hold on. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Mike wow. Stokes is on board, Whoa. baby. Yeah, all right. What? Get hype. Don't don't applaud uh, this. I, I'm I'm just talking about what we should do about the these penalties and all that shit, right? So I, I you know I just mentioned that you know I, I put them in bubble wrap. You know you fucking you know put flags on them. Um, but in all seriousness, you know just take concussions more seriously. 
Okay. Let them play, but concussions need to fuck. People are going to break arms, legs, blah, blah. That'll heal up. The concussion can last forever. So you take it more seriously. You fucking, you make the penalties. And I don't think y'all agree with me when that's fine, but I'm, I'm just kind of one of those pricks with concussions. I've dealt with them. I've seen them with youth sports and it bothers me to no end. And I'm like, these, these adults are getting the worst of this. So penalties for back concussion management, forfeit the fucking game. If you manage it incorrectly, find the team. I mean, a million dollars, $2 million and fucking forfeit the first round pick of the upcoming draft. Um, you, you want to talk about people taking it seriously? They're going to err on the side of caution at that point. Uh, before you know? I before I pass this uh, discussion off to anybody else, Alonzo, I want to ask you because you have a passionate uh, response to this concussion thing and whatnot. I'm sure you saw what's going on in Miami, not only with Tua Tagovailoa, who has also been ruled out this week. Teddy Bridgewater goes yep. down, hands on his shoulder, and he was never in concussion protocol. But now he's in concussion protocol. After well, the skybox called him down on Teddy two gloves. Yep. He was like looking weird on the sideline, and like the sky judge is like, no, that dude. And I mean, obviously, he's been ruled out this this week. Uh, I don't know if it's due to the concussion protocol, but do you do you watch this like Teddy Bridgewater situation and be like, okay, this is too far this way? No, no, not. I I I don't I don't think you can go too far with concussion management. Um, and again, the person at the skybox. So you believe that Tua has a has a concussion? He's in concussion protocol for. Valid oh, reasons then. Tua is definitely Tua is, but Teddy Bridgewater. I don't. I don't know that. I don't know that that Teddy is. But again, I think we need to err on the side of caution. And the person in the skybox said that they saw him lose his equilibrium at some point. That that's what that was based on. And the NFLPA and the NFL changed the rules right before the weekend, saying if someone loses their equilibrium, they're going into the concussion uh, protocol. And they're not coming back to the game. So they saw him lose equilibrium. They said he cannot be back in. And and this is. A, I get it. Some people are going to be there and say, oh, my God, we need to just, just let that. You can let, uh, honestly, I'm not going to sound like a prick. You can let a broken ankle go, broken arm, go. a concussion. It's your fucking brain. It's your brain. You know, we're not talking about something that's going to heal. And even if your arm heals, doesn't heal right. Your brain runs your fucking body. You know, but we're, we're not this is we're not comparing apples to apples here brain and a broken fucking arm right this is apples to oranges so if someone you know oh you know he tore his acl okay someone has a concussion well that's not as bad as a torn acl you're right it's not as bad it could be fucking worse you put him back in you know and if uh, so i showed a video to my class um last week on tuesday not this past year the week before and there's a doctor talking about concussion and saying how Concussion symptoms can go away between seven and 10 days, but a full recovery, a full recovery of concussions takes roughly 30. Okay. So if you're still in the recovery period, no more symptoms, you're not feeling anymore, but you're still in the recovery period and you get another concussion said at that point, you drop down a lot further than your initial concussion was at, And now your recovery, it could take about two to three months from that time, not from the original concussion. And so you're playing with fire. I, I'm, I'm okay with Bridgewater being in the concussion protocol. If Again, if he goes through it again this week and everything's fine and there's nothing neurological, okay, wonderful. But they got to be careful. You know, they, they, they just have to. And the fact that it was the Dolphins both times, I think, magnified it. You know, because it was two of the first time, then it happens to Teddy. And again, I didn't see the replay. The Skybox said that he, was, he lost his equilibrium a little bit. 
man, they're, they're erring on the side of caution. You're looking at players who five, 10 years from now are going to be out of the league. You know, Bridgewater, he's not a young buck anymore. Belly five or 10 years, he could turn on his suit if they mismanage, if it happened to have been a concussion. Mm -hmm. They have to mitigate their own fucking risk. And if they can't do that right now, they're going to lose a lot in the future. And there's so many studies out there already that says, you know what? Seven to 10 days is only when the symptoms disappear. It doesn't mean it's, it's, it doesn't mean you're healed yet. So mm -hmm. I have some athletes in my class and I asked them, hey, when you tear an ACL, how long does it take you to heal? The healing process, three, four, five months. About a season, how yep. How long does it take for you to get back on the field? Nine, months to, nine to 12 months. Technically, you, know, you can play through a torn ACL. Philip Rivers did it. <laughs> well, they have a lot better medicine than all of us have, too. So let's yes. be honest with this. Yeah, no, Stokes blowing his ACL and then forced and then being forced to take the elevator up to the third floor. He's going to heal a little differently than uh, Teddy Bridgewater blowing his knee out. No, you know, all, all, all I'm saying though, is <laughs> there, there is a difference between you're not feeling it anymore versus you're, 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 you're healed from it. Right. You know, an ACL tear. I, I have, as a matter of fact, one of, one of my, one of my students tore his ACL. He just got a sur surgery this past week and he's, he's going to be out for about a year. If mm -hmm. the ACL will have healed well within that year, but he's not fully recovered. And so think about your brain. Okay. A little bit more complex, right? Yes, a lot more complex. So you're talking about someone who's, hey, I'm going to, you know, the symptoms are gone after 10 days. So it's gone, right? No, the recovery process, uh, you know, and again, this is just some doctor that, that I found who's talking about it. And he said, it takes about 30 days for, for a full recovery. But if you don't let it fully recover and you get the, the second impact syndrome, it gets worse than the first one. It takes longer to recover. But all, if all you're looking at is symptoms, you're not allowing them to fully recover. Right. And so that's why I'm like, you know what, you know, make, make the penalties hurt, make them hurt, you know, make, make it hurt for the teams. You know, again, I fucking, I hate hearing the Dolphins coach talk about, Oh, he was, and he still comes out with, it was his back. It was his back. I, I nowhere did I see him grab his back. And I showed my class the, the clip. It was he clearly, got up. Tua, he you're talking not, about the Tua clip where he's I'm talking about Tua. around all weird. You're right. Yeah, exactly. He's clearly disoriented. He shook his he shook his head, started walking, kind of put his hands up, and then started stumbling. You know, I, I have a bad back. When my back hurts, I don't reach for my head. I don't shake my head. It's my fucking back I reach for immediately. You know, not once in that whole time did you see him reach for his back. Go look. I any of you listening, go watch the fucking replay and tell me when you saw me you saw him reach for his back. He didn't. So I think they got to err on the side of caution on this. Let them play, but concussions are the one things that you really got to hamp down. If you don't, you you can ruin not just a career, a fucking life to the point of death. And that that's not me being like oh, melodramatic. That's that's the truth. So that's my take, bro. Alonzo taking this uh, this segment off the rails, and I love it. Jeremy, let's go to you. Uh, what uh, rules need to be updated and modified? Uh, in today's game of football and uh how would you do it yeah so outside uh, of uh, alonzo's initial pro proposition of uh implementing real life sarcastic ball from south park <laughs> sorry i'm, I'm not bad i'm just big boned <laughs> god Damn that's it. wonderful weight gain of 3000 first off i would say that i do agree with alonzo that 
in my eyes, all these ridiculous pass interference penalties, or not pass interference, rough and passer penalties, because let's be honest, the uh, Falcons game, the Chiefs game, I'm sure there's been a few others out there from lesser games that haven't been in nearly as much significance, but the rough and the passer penalties are getting absolutely ridiculous. And in my opinion, and Alonzo kind of touched on it without saying it quite the way I'm going to, but it's Goodell's way of hiding the concussion issue, right? And like, yes, concussions are a very serious thing that comes along with it. But if you're Roger Goodell, to this day, still won't admit that concussions come from playing football and that CTE comes from playing football, it's his way of hiding and trying to protect it as, oh, well, if the quarterbacks never get hit because everybody that breathes on them gets thrown for a flag, then obviously concussions can't happen in football. No, they still do. Because the quarterbacks aren't even the guys that it happens to 90% of the time. They're getting protected by 1,500 pound of man, making sure they don't get hit. So for me, I'm going to go a slightly different route here. And I don't know that we need to change the rules. I think we just need to modify the way we interpret them. So A, if you're a quarterback, you're a football player. Name one other sport where one player gets different rules than the rest of the people on the field, the ice, the, the goalie in hockey. Basketball, Mike, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. Yeah, a superstar in basketball and a goalie and, and, in hockey. And LeBron James. And Shaq. He, he Shaq. 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 Speaking of birthdays, into, me and Shaq have the same birthday. Written into the rules, boys. My baby. point being, because yes, you are 100% right. But my point being is, if Shaq's down in the post, they say, you can't touch him in the post, you got to go away. No, maybe they call a foul, which is stupid, and they shouldn't. But they're not like, you literally have to stand on the other side of the court so that Shaq doesn't get touched because he's Shaq. He's a center. You know, you go into hockey, and they're not like, oh, you know, uh, the winger's coming down. Sorry, no, you can't play defense on him. You can't do it. He's got to let him shoot. He's one-on-one -on -one with the goalie now because he's coming down the ice. You know, you're not it, – it's – we don't change the rules for one specific position in any other sport. And I understand the importance of the quarterback position, but I also understand there's a certain level of he's also a football player, and he's a human just like anybody else out there. If everybody else can withstand these hits, so can the quarterback – so why are we giving them special rules that aren't being given to any other position on the field? You could argue that with the punter and the kicker, but guess what? They're not fucking real people. So they get their own rules because it's basically like a child being out there. I saw the punter for uh, one of the teams last week and got left in fucking England because he's not a real person. So he doesn't have a passport. That, yeah, that's uh, hilarious. Just being honest here, boys. Just being honest. <laughs> so I, I think part of it is just getting rid of the fact that if you're a quarterback, you're going to get fucking hit. If you're a wide receiver and you run down the field and the ball goes five yards over your head and the guy behind you pushes you down, are you going to get flagged? 99 times out of 100, probably not. But the quarterback, for some reason, gets brushed going down to the ground as a 15-yard penalty. Let's change that shit. Now, my second layer to this, and this goes way back. So when I was coaching at Limestone, we lost the national title game to Merrimack. Phenomenal team. I ran into that summer um, the head coach of Merrimack, Mike Morgan, Really good dude. Um, I have nothing but respect for the guy. We got to talking. And we got to talking. He had a very unique philosophy that I kind of love and sort of adopted. And so his philosophy was, if you go out there every single time and you commit a penalty, eventually the refs are going to stop calling it because they can't call it on every single play. Absolutely. So my rebuttal to this would be, if they're going to throw a flag every time you breathe on the quarterback, Let's give up a couple touchdowns early. That's okay. Go down 14-7, whatever. Let's hit the quarterback every fucking – I don't care if the ball's out of his hand for seven seconds. Go hit the fucking quarterback. And then 
by the third quarter, maybe the fourth quarter, you're in a position where, hey, we can't throw a flag for you breathing on the guy because you literally just fucking dropped him five seconds after a pass 10 plays ago. If they're going to go to that extent of it, let's just go hit the quarterback every single time, and eventually they have to stop calling it. Either that or it'll turn into the Cowboys preseason where they're averaging 20 penalties a game. <laughs> but, as long uh, as we get to 21, we're good. Jeremy, I do like a lot of your uh... – a lot of your uh, propositions. I do think that uh, quarterbacks are as much as I agree that uh, you should be a little bit more rough than they are with them. I do feel like there's a degree of protectiveness that you have to have with a quarterback because they just mean that much to an offense. Because if your quarterback goes down, you, you see a huge drastic change in how your offense operates, how your team operates. Like it's it's just a kind of a different figure. Well, I don't disagree, but hear me out. Is, is part of that not like they like need Cowboys. some sort of protection? And I, there are rules that I do like on, on, hey, you can't hit the quarterback below the knee. Like they are uniquely vulnerable in that spot. No, and, and I agree, but hear me out, dude, right? So, like, you are what you are. Okay. So, if you are somebody who can't be touched, and as soon as you are, you're at risk of getting injured, that's what we're drilling into your head. Right. If you're somebody who can get hit every play over and over and be okay and get up and be fine, that's what you are. You create your own reality. Um, there's a, I'm forgetting it right now, I'm forgetting what it's called, but there's a book called Legacy and it's awesome. And they talk about, um, I think it's called like social primitive something. I'll, I'll figure it out. But basically, this dude did a study where there is a whole bunch of dudes in a room and there's two groups, right? And so there's a control group and there's the experiment group. And so with the control group, he's had like a normal conversation, talked to them, just kind of had, you know, whatever. Sent them out. They walked out totally fine. It was normal, whatever. The other group, he talked basically in old terms with. So he said things that like brought up aging. So he'd say like Florida or like AARP or walkers or shuffleboard or whatever. Well, the Cowboys won the Super Bowl. Group, what's that? <laughs> Or, or the Cowboys won the Super Bowl. <laughs> so much so, yeah. people speak. So anyway, so as that group walked out the room, he saw they're like hunched over, moving a little bit slower, like had it in their brain that basically they created their own reality at that point. And so I don't disagree at all, Caleb, with what you're saying. Like, yes, quarterbacks are not 245 pounds steroided out animals like middle linebackers are unless you're Ben Roethlisberger also a certain point of if you baby them they're going to have to be babied if you get to a point where you let them get hit and you say hey rub some fucking dirt on it it's okay they're gonna get up and they're gonna be all right so I think we I think there is a middle ground between you and me where you gotta let them get touched but don't go out and just target their knees (laughs) stay away from the knees everywhere else ankles are fine Stokesy, uh, you joined late, um, but we are happy to have you regardless. Uh, you are up having relations with Moose. Um, Ooh, I, I hate dude, it when this happens. What the fuck, bro? Yeah, uh, I, I, they, they were just here. I, I can't explain it. <laughs> but uh, little does anybody know, you actually proposed a script for me to just kind of hijack. So let me just ask you, what kind of rules do you have in mind that should be changed and uh, implemented, or how would you go about such ways of changing these things? Well, mostly because I came on late, did zero prep, went to a conference, and then drank all day, like you do. 
um i really just got that was awesome yeah 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 and, and by the way uh listeners greetings from the 49th state oh my goodness what a state of natural beauty alaska is it, if you get the chance come up here no um, I, I would love to go. Actually, I'd like I'd like to move there for a couple of years. It, it oh my gosh, it it's a state of natural wonder. Um, but anyways, uh, more to the topic and the question at hand, Caleb. Um, the rules modifications obviously have not worked in the NFL. I mean, we can see it with Troy Aikman, who you know, as I'm sure that you talked about during the Texas Dick. Yeah, sexist dick. Those were my words. Um, not Caleb's per se. I, I would have, I would have said way worse. <laughs> That's why I wrote that. So I'm happy you went with the script. Um, but anyways, he was concussed, probably still who knows where the fuck he was at. I heard but, it was like seven times. Oh <laughs> today? I mean I mean seven times diagnosed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Anyways. All I got is rebuttals to this. Um, so, first of all, we mentioned Shaq for some reason in an NFL discussion. Um, no, I was going to bring up something a lot more important than the Shaqtus, and uh, that's the Shaq Pack, baby. All right? <laughs> you guys remember that shit? You older folks do. I know you, you do. Who is the man who could jam over any man? Shaq! <laughs> <laughs> God damn right. Can, God. I, can I just, while we're on the topic of Shaq, I read an article this week that Shaq just dropped and basically like worked out every day because he's got his own home gym, basically dropped like 30 pounds and he's fucking yokes now. And they asked him why. And he goes, because I want to be a sex symbol, baby. Yo! What a king. <laughs> so Shaq not only is... <laughs> He not only has his own Burger King meal from the early 2000s, <laughs> he's now a police officer, a doctor, and oh my god. He's completing side quests. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. He's going to beat Skyrim soon, and we're all just playing it. Oh my goodness. This is so great. Um, <laughs> this is what happens when I come on. Um, so, I got to agree with you, though, Caleb, um, in a lot wow. of senses. Oh, oh, well, yeah. I mean, come on. Don't act surprised, fakely, at that. You got to follow the money. That's what it's all about in the NFL. You got to follow the fucking money. Who are the top paid players in the league year after year? Yeah. Honors. Um, <laughs> I mean... Jeremy does have a point per capita per play, yes. True. (laughs) They're making essentially $30,000 a snap, I mean. Yeah. They kick the ball and they just see dollar signs, baby. They don't even score points. A player can't even score a point. In the Canadian Football League, they can score one. In the U.S., they can't. Well, they can on, on, on a fake punt if they score a touchdown, but that's not likely to happen. I've seen punters run on a fake punt. They're not scoring anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. They usually but, get concussed. Getting cracked, running 30 Sean, yards Sean up the Taylor. middle. Sean Taylor. <laughs> it's Brian Mormon. 
I was thinking about Johnny Hecker in like 2015 or 2016, like Goff's rookie year. He was playing Seattle and they bobble the snap and Johnny Hecker just picks it up and he goes and he gets cracked by Cam Chancellor. And he got paid a lot of money to get lit the fuck up. So, damn, get damn, it. Cam, baby. Miss him. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. RIP and such. Enjoy your million dollars. But I, I mean, seriously, boys, follow the fucking money. The most marketable folks in the NFL are fucking quarterbacks. Unfortunately, Lamar Jackson is not a part of that for whatever fucking reason. Because he's a running back. Oh, he will be next year. Because he's not good looking enough. Have you guys not seen Jimmy G? I saw him play live this weekend. He's a beautiful man. Tom Brady. Yeah, oh, I, I, I'd have to agree with Jeremy on that. The Kirk Cousins. Oh, are we going to get into a Kirk Cousins discussion? Are we, do you guys talks. really want to talk about like mediocre white quarterbacks? Because I have a closet full of their jerseys. Hey, don't you talk shit about the way he tucks those fucking Izod shirts into those fucking doctor's pants. No, nobody dude. does it like Kirky Cuz. You guys saw that link I sent to the group chat. Like he was hyped. It was absolutely <laughs> fucking incredible. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He almost said, gosh, dang nabbits. <laughs> All in one sentence in front of Jesus and all of these other good people. And he would have gone to heck saying that. He would have gone to heck. He would have gone to heck. H-E double hockey sticks. They would have won six national championships in his four years if he played at Clemens. He would have. Six. They can't count down there worth a shit, unfortunately. <laughs> oh my gosh, I, I, I'm sorry to the cousin's family for saying shit on uh, the air. Anyways, the last uh, point. I, I, my 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 pref- my preferred Christian quarterback is actually a uh, Derek Carr because he'll just say, "Man, I hate the sin, but I love the man." Just like he said about John Gruden last year when he got canned for being a uh, racist, uh, homophobic <laughs> to. Uh, the NFL PA commissioner by calling him an N-word and just it was it was really bad. But Derek oh Carr, I mean Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr are like the two um the two polar opposites of like Christianity. Derek Carr's is like, yeah man, whatever. We'll just take you and accept you full of love of Jesus. And Kirk Cousins said, Hey, if you're gay, not everybody's perfect. I I don't care if I have a gay teammate, but I'm gonna try to convert you through the love of Jesus Christ. Like you convert to my way or I'll just hit you and then just spew out Christian laser eyes. Hey, see, I, I guess I guess I'm a Derek Carr Christian because I'm like, do what you need to do, bro. I don't give a fuck. We, all, we love Derek Carr in this household. Like, Derek Carr would like go to the strip club and as he's there, he'd be like, you know, I do not approve of this. Ah, these young ladies all have But fathers. you go, fellas. You guys have a good time. <laughs> Versus Kirk Cousins would be the guy who would stand outside of it and be like, we need to shut down this sinhole. Oh, yeah, and he would be pacing back and forth, whereas Derek Carr would go up to the bouncer and be like, hello, sir, how many of your employees are working tonight? And uh, let me know, how many? All the while wearing eyeliner. Like, Derek Carr is the lead singer of a really emo, like, gospel band. Caleb, hold on. I got to hear what Mike was going to finish, because what was that? Oh, I I was going to whisper into the camera something sensual, like, oh, hey. How many of the people are taking off their clothes like sinners? And then he gives them a little extra. <laughs> I got I got 20s for the staff, but give the 10s to the people that are taking off their clothes 
tell him it's from Jesus. And then he goes away, has a milkshake, and yeah, that's it. Well, we're on this topic. Did anybody see there's an article a couple weeks ago about a woman that works at a brothel in Las Vegas who's giving her a Raiders discount so that any Raiders player or coach that wants to come in gets 20% off? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, wow. She was like, I'm a big supporter of the Raiders. I always have been. And now that I'm in Las Vegas, I just want to make sure they're performing at their absolute best. Deshaun Watson signed with the wrong team. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> sure she's not a massage therapist. Well, I mean, who, who's to say the, the freaking Browns won't trade him to the Raiders for Derek Carr? Honestly, but, well, great move for Cleveland. Yeah. But here's here's my res- here's my proposition, resolution, whatever you want to call it, to uh to uh, maybe try to get a fix on all these penalties that have just kind of gone haywire lately. Um, this is ripped straight out of the book of Bill Belichick. Just make everything reviewable. Make everything reviewable under the same, like, uh, coaches' challenges, limitations. You have two challenges per game. You know, nothing under two minutes that is an official review. But everything's reviewable. So if you say, hey, uh, I don't really think that was roughing the passer, and go to New York and say, yeah, no, they kind of fudged it up. And I know that this is kind of like not a great appeal right now because of what they try to do with pass interference back in 2019, and they just refuse to overturn it. But I think we can try to be a little bit more flexible with the reviews and just see what we can do because well, I think that's probably the most efficient way to try to rebound these roughing the passer calls. No, and I think you make a good point. So the issue with when they tried to the pass interference penalty is the person they wanted to review it was the person on the field who made the call, right? So like if you He's take not a book go out, out of there and be like, you know what, I screwed up because refs have you know, guys. I yeah, they're up. not gonna do that. So There's no way no, they're like, do that. Take, a, take a page out of the NHL's book, right? So like the NHL, a referee on the ice never reviews a call ever. Yeah, it goes to the headquarters in Toronto. They have a completely impartial third-party dude whose whole job is to do that in Toronto, and then he tells the ref yes or no, and they go from there. And the so I think you're on a hundred percent. Like, take it out of the fucking ref's hands altogether and say, "Hey, they want to review that. Great, we got a third-party dude in wherever Indianapolis. Doesn't matter." And that guy who has no effect on this game because he's doing this for all 16 games going on this weekend, he's the one that gets to decide whether or not you made a bad call. And listen, I trust the coaches to not challenge every single thing. And I was as and they're they're only gonna call these, they're only gonna throw these in like big time moments. So like that yeah, that sack on Brady, that sack on Brady in Atlanta, I think Arthur Smith in that moment would throw a challenge flag and be like, Hey, what are we doing here? And I think that we just need to give a little bit more flexibility on what we can do with replay and just try to expand upon that. And See, to uh, me, to me, this is getting I, a lot I, of nods from everybody. So I think I did a good job here. No, I, I, I think, I think you, you, you hit a good point. Um, the problem with something like that is it's really subjective versus did the guy step out of bounds before he caught the ball, you know? Um, so a, a, an official in the field could be like, my view right there, right well, once when we go with Jeremy and we say, get the guy in New York to make the call. Yeah. yeah. So again, this, go, is, this is all stuff the NFL would part. like never look at because we're just puny little peasants who give them hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hundreds of dollars a year. 
and uh, it, it just it's just working for them. So, but, but I mean, and, and NFL, if you're listening, there's a guy named Cade Willman who who oh, Wildman, whatever the hell his last name is. Sorry, Cade, I can't get your last name right. The wild Wildman, the, the wild man. We'll call him Cade the Wild Man. Um, and he lives in Indianapolis. He could be your guy to to review all these things. Oh God. Yeah. While we're on that note, you know what? Roger Goodell, if you don't make these rule changes, come fight me. If you don't, you're wrong, pussy. You, you have one week, Goodell. One week. One and week to come fight Jerry. Until October 21st, 10:30 p.m. Mountain Time. If you and have, if you, if you, uh, if you get through him, you have one week to come fight me. I'm six two two seventy. Let's go. <laughs> oh wow. Uh, but per usual, after Jeremy likes to threaten somebody, we'll take a break. But coming up, a threat is a promise. The gang sends out their not so bold predictions featuring Mike Stokes in our NFL shots segment. And we'll run through our Giuseppe Stromboli redo of the week. Fergie's addicted to fast food. Stay tuned to find out why that actually matters. You're listening to Clash of Negotiations, where none of the debates are legally binding. She can kill with a smile, she can wound with her eyes, and she can ruin your faith with her casual lies. And she only reveals what she wants you to see. She hides like a child, but she's always a woman to me. Welcome back to Plaster Negotiations. Stokes is here, but I'm running the show as the backup. So, without further ado, let's okay, get Alex, in. Alex Moran, maybe. No, he's not Alex Moran. He's running it better than I could right now. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Yeah, Alex Moran not running yeah. better than the starting quarterback. Before well, I mean, I, I guess I'm Alex Moran. My initials are AM on this thing. So, yeah. The Alonzo Maestas player of the week is Alonzo <laughs> Maestas. Hold on, Stokesy. You got a song to put in. Let's get into our NFL shot segment. Everybody's dancing, having a good time. Everybody. Everybody. We'll oh go, my god, that was perfect. We'll go through NFL uh, games on the docket for this week, picked by Stokesy, and uh, these games aren't ones that I would pick, truthfully. But, nevertheless... Do you want to go with what you would pick? Just no, because then, that'll take me another 10 minutes to figure out. Let's I was going to say, I had a chance to think about them, but I really didn't think about these either. I just picked. It's all right, guys. The Houston Texans are by this week. It's not games anybody would pick. As you, 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 the Texans are losing to the bye. But that's neither here or there. They're tying um, first off. Last week, Benner lost picks, and he's not here. So he's going to have to do double the punishment the next time Stokes sees him. Oh, shit. Oh. But let's just go run through our order here. And uh, the loser after this week is going to have to do punishments the next time they're on. And just to remind the folks, mine is uh, next time, I think, a Flaming Hot Mountain Dew. And that's disgusting. Um, Alonzo's is gin. Um, Jeremy's, I forget. It's uh, Sailor Jerry's. Sailor Jerry's mm-hmm. and Stokes is uh, Jepson's Malor. Uh, Unless he's changed it to Jones. something worse. I, I mean, I've gone back and forth with a couple of them, but yeah, we'll, we'll do Jepson's. All right. So, first game of the week. The Baltimore Ravens, the Fighting Lamars, are going to the, the New York, the Big Apple, or New Jersey, actually. To play Danny Dimes and the New York Giants. I believe the Giants are like four and one coming into this game, and Baltimore is three and two. Uh, unexpectedly, a, a powerhouse matchup. Uh, Alonzo, let's go with you. Who are you picking? 
You know, as, as much as I hate to say this, all right, um, but the Ravens have found ways to lose games. I, I, I was surprised they won the last game. I thought they were going to find a way to blow that too. Um, and the Giants are finding ways to win games. The, the only game they've lost is against the Cowboys, who have not given up more than 19 points in a game this season. Um, so they've 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 just been finding ways. I don't want to say this, but I'm going to. I think the Giants pull this one out. Um, I think Daniel Jones is still a mediocre at best quarterback, but boy, Brian Dayball is really, really finding ways to just not Drag let the best him, out of him. Right. Yeah. He's just not letting him lose the game. And Saquon Barkley, I, I honestly never thought he'd get back to his, his old form, you know, the injuries and stuff. I thought he just, he hasn't looked good the past two, two and a half seasons. Right. Um, yeah. He's looking good. He's looking real good. Uh, I, I don't know. I got the Giants, man. I got the Giants. And I, I feel maybe it's too early to see them say this, but I think the, you know, the NFC East seems to be stronger than we thought they were going to be. Um, I thought either the Cowboys or the Eagles would win that division. The Giants are right. Team race. I mean, they're, they're smoking, man. Um, yeah. I, I, I got, I got the Giants. Jeremy, let's go to you. Ravens. Lots Giants. of much love, man. But here's why I completely disagree. If you look at the Giants' schedule, it's 4-1, and one, but it's the softest 4-1 and one in the league. They beat the Titans by a point, who are not very good this year. They beat the Panthers by three, who are absolute dog shit. They lost by seven to the Cowboys, who might be a decent team. They beat the Bears by eight, who are fucking terrible. Side note, last night, Carson Wentz is now 7-0 and oh on Thursday Night Football in his career. My theory there, I know I'm He's still undefeated against the, uh, the Giants. Or not right. the Giants, uh, the, um, the Bears. It's Thursday Night Football. He's a ginger. There's no sun. If there was never a sun, he'd be undefeated in his career. Let's see his, um, let's see his like, overall primetime record. I'd, I'd be interested. I bet it's probably pretty solid. And then they beat the Packers by five, who are an okay team this year. Almost um, got beat by uh, Bailey Zappi and the Patriots. Bailey Zappi, the next future NFL superstar. Um, you know, then you look at the Ravens on their side, right? The Ravens beat the Jets by 15. The Jets are weirdly a pretty decent team this year. They're not bad. They lost yeah. by four to the Dolphins, but they were up big at one point. They were the best game. team in the NFL at that point. 100%, exactly. They were up big at one point in that game. Beat the Pats, lost by three to the Bills in a game they could have won had Harbaugh just kicked a field goal instead of going for a touchdown. Yep. Um. And then, you know, beat the Bengals last week, who aren't a bad team either. Uh, I know their pass defense hasn't been stellar this year. They're worse in the league right now. But I also believe in Mike McDonald, who was the D coordinator in Michigan last season after leaving Baltimore to go to Michigan to come back to Baltimore. And he's going to get that shit figured out. So I got Ravens by three touchdowns in this game. I don't think the Giants are all cracked up to be right now. So you think this is the breaking point for them? Mm Mm-hmm. And if, if I mean, great point for them, the turning point for the Ravens. I mean, I think if you're the Giants, though, you, you're just yeah, and I get it. They they haven't beaten really. I mean, the Cowboys. I, I as much as I like them, I don't think they're as good as their record indicates. Oh, really good no. defense. I think their offense is just kind of like pushing through right now. Their defense is amazing. Their their offense, no, you know, but I, I if you're the Giants, though, you're four and one, and you point to hey, we didn't make our freaking schedule. We just play who's in front of us. You know, no, I, I totally agree with that, but I just don't think that makes them a legitimate contender right now. Like, you can beat the four worst teams in the league, and that doesn't mean you're going to beat the Ravens. Yeah, well, I again, and I don't think the Ravens are contenders. 
So I, I, I don't think either, but I, I just I I think they're going to be a team that's going to be in the run for a wild card spot. Come you know three months from now, I don't think the Giants will be anywhere near contention for a wild card spot three months from now. Gotcha, gotcha. That so makes, makes sense. this yeah. is where this is where I come in, and it's a little bit wonky. I believe the Ravens are one of the best teams in the NFL as long as everything is on point and it's running how it should. Um, I, I view them. I think they're going to win the AFC North and they're going to turn it around at some point. But I do believe that the Giants pick up this win. They're riding high. Um, I think that they're just going to keep riding this wave until somebody stops them. And I think the Ravens are just kind of going through a lull right now where you, they don't, they, they're still trying to figure it out. Um, and they will eventually. And when they do, they're going to be unstoppable because Lamar is playing for a new contract and he is going to get paid as he keeps going on this pace. Um, I'll take the Giants. I think it'll be really, really close. Um, if we're going to talk about a score, give me a 31-27 final in yeah. Meadowlands for the home team. Uh, Stokesy, you're muted, but you are up with this Ravens and Giants pick. So if you could take that red little microphone off of your name tag as it is, it is your turn. Ravens at Giants. What you got? Oh, yeah. It's Ravens all day, baby. Giants are a sheep in sheep's clothing they <laughs> fucking suck all right wow that's, that's it huh game breaking analysis from one <laughs> doctor michael stokes stokes yeah. basically just said to everybody that they are who we thought they were <laughs> yeah and we let them off the hook <laughs> yeah yeah i i mean come on Let, let's be honest last week and they did this to my beloved Packers. Um, they barely beat a quite mediocre, a mediocre achieving Packers squad overseas. All right. They are much closer to London than Wisconsin is. That extra hour and change and such time difference, it fucked them up. So they didn't have Kirk look. Cousins getting them hyped up. I was just thinking that. People were probably Whoa. walking out of their hotel rooms at night. They probably didn't eat breakfast, so they were hungry halfway through. You think the Rogers is cooking them breakfast? Hell no. He's like, hey, take some shrooms, bro. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually probably cooking everybody breakfast. Just throw the fucking shrooms in it. Hey, Lazard, if you, if you take this... walk out middle of the field pregame and just like wanders into the stands, just walks out of Wembley. Lazard, <laughs> yeah. if you take if you take this if you take these perks with me, I will just assume that you're Devontae Adams. <laughs> But and it obviously it didn't work out. Uh, Rodgers yeah. had two passes batted at the goal line, and that was that. I worked out for Devontae either for what it's worth. And then Devontae gets pissed, and he shoves cameraman. But uh, Stokesy, let's go right back to you. Tom Brady, post $11,000 fine after kicking Grady Jarrett, has a chance for redemption against one of his favorite defenses to torment, Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, who are you taking? Um, I'm going to go ahead and take them stillers in this one. Whoa, upset alert. Yep. Wow. Indeed. Indeed. Um, all right. So Pickett has, like every rookie, looked a little bit shaky from the onset, right? So I want some major brownie points with me when he went head to head with uh, that, de- that edge rusher who dove on him late. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But he, he has a little bit of a dog in him. Yeah, yeah, he's got a little. He's got a little. But um, 
I, I think that Mike Tomlin gets it right with this kid. Finally, it's been a long time since, you know, the Steelers had a new quarterback and the last time they had a new quarterback was really Roethlisberger. I haven't had Not... to deal with the developing situation in 18 years. Right, coach. right. Tomlin Other wasn't than... even the head coach. No, no. Yeah. Coach Tomlin, yeah. Right? Is Cowers yeah. still there? Yes. Yeah, Cowers was yeah. the head coach. Yeah, it was Cower. And, you know, you had to, oh, man, but what about Mason Rudolph, Mike? What about Mason <laughs> Fuck that guy. Nobody's ever said what about Mason Rudolph. Nobody has ever said what about Mason Rudolph. I'll say it. I'll I'll say it so so that Mike can say that. What about Mason Rudolph, Mike? Thank you. Thank you, C. Thanks a lot. (laughs) Give the people what they want. I don't even know what that means. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. No, it's not. It gets the people going. That's what I'm here for, baby. And here's the answer to that. He's from Rock Hill, South Carolina. He doesn't know what the Damn fuck right. it's like to live in fucking Pittsburgh and Damn. get fucking beat over the head with his own fucking helmet. So it's successful in Oklahoma was... State, which is basically Rock Hill, South Carolina with red dirt instead of black dirt. Goddamn right. Goddamn right. Anyways, look, this the them fucking stillers, they're gonna have a renaissance kind of week. The Bucks have not looked that fucking good. I, I know almost he's your lost boy, to the Caleb. Falcons. Yeah, yeah. No, Brady no, genuinely that. pissed me off last week. I'm like, dude, you're 45 and you're kicking defensive that. tackles. Right, right. And then at the same time, you look at that Bucks Packers game. Let's put this in perspective. The Packers lost to the fucking Giants. A Daniel Jones led Giants fucking team. All right. I think Mike Tomlin and his goddamn bug eyes when he freaks the fuck out can beat the shit out of the Packers this year, which means that they can beat the shit out of the Bucks. That's my analysis. Brown bags over my Packers this year. Let's go ahead and put out a uh, score for this. Um, Bucks seven, them Stillers 117. Yes. Record breaking, record breaking. Jeremy, let's go to you. Bucks and Steelers. I couldn't disagree with Stosie more. Love you, bud. But uh, <laughs> I don't think the Bucks are a good team by any stretch of the imagination. I do think they have a very good defense, though. Um, but I just think the Steelers are absolute dog shit this year. They're one and four, and the one win that they have, they should have lost had the Bengals just made a PAT at the buzzer. So they should be zero and five right now which is actually worse than my beloved Texans. So a game and a half. Um, so for me, I think they have two horrendous quarterbacks. I think you've gone from a guy who uh, feels like no means yes to going to a guy who, you know, Teddy Strabisky, uh has never been a good quarterback and got drafted way too high. I think Sam Howell is a better UNC quarterback than him and went in the fifth mm-hmm. round this year or fourth round. Um, but Kenny Babyhands two gloves picket is not the answer for Pittsburgh, nor will he ever be the answer for Pittsburgh, in my opinion. Um, I mean, they're coming off a 38-3 loss to the Bills, so and they lost the Jets the week before that. Zach Wilson's cougar hunting Jets. Um, so for me, I don't think it's going to be a blowout the way I think the Ravens are going to put a beat down on the Giants, but it has nothing to do with the Steelers. It has everything to do with Tom Brady's sexless marriage falling apart and all of his pent-up um, sexual aggression. And so, for me, I've, I've got the Bucks, 
but not by as much as they should. It's going to be like a 15-6 game. Weirdly competitive game that just nobody wants to watch. A lot of field goals. It's going to be like a Thursday night game. (laughs) (laughs) Brought Um, to you by Amazon Prime. Alonzo, let's go to you. All right, so I want to go with who my boy over here said. Andy said the Bucks, And I agree with him. Okay. I agree with them because I, I I mean, yeah, they, they they squeaked by the freaking Falcons last week. They they went down huge against Kansas City. And it, um, I mean, they lost by 10. You look at the game, they shouldn't, they should have lost by a lot more. They came storming back. I mean, Brady threw for almost 400 yards that game. Third and that game wasn't really on Brady. No, no. I mean, the yeah, the defense was horrendous. Um, they got Patrick Mahomes. That, that was just kind of yeah. And, and and you know, Kenny Pickett's not Patrick Mahomes. Kenny Kenny Pickett isn't you know Patrick Mahomes senior you know, or whatever the fuck his dad was with the Blue Jays back in the day. Um, you know, I, you know how and, many touchdowns did he have? <laughs> yeah, right. So either way, I, I don't know. I I think going to what Jeremy said about you know. Clearly now it's kind of the open secret, you know. Brady's marriage is done, so he's played. He, he probably went back into business mode. I, I'm just going to fucking play football and concentrate on what I can do, and that's a dangerous Tom Brady. Um, that's that's the guy I think the league didn't want to see, you know. Whereas the first few weeks it was all about, you know, he's trying to fix his marriage, and now apparently it's over. You know what I mean? Like that they both. Yeah, Giselle has pretty much said she's done. Yeah, and, you know, and so. Now he's like, well, there's nothing to fix. I got to turn my attention to what I can do. And, you know, I'll let my attorneys take care of everything on the back end over there. I, I think that's, I honestly think that's where he's at. And this is a, this is essentially a caged animal that you've just opened the cage for. Um, so this is Tom Brady week one. This is, this is Tom Brady really. It's fun. a scary thought, not because of football from a, how well he's going to do perspective, but because by Alonzo's thought process here, Tom Brady's going to play until he's 64 years old. That that might happen. That's kind of fucking hilarious. <laughs> my sons are here like, what? What? He's not playing to the 64, Andy. No. So, he's not no, player anymore. Why not keep playing? Yeah, well, he's you know, playing but, until he's 65. That, there sorry, we go. Which, side note, can we talk for a second here about the fact that the NFL broadcast deal he has right now is worth more money than he's making as a player? Can you yeah, believe that? that? 10 years, what, $300 million or so? 450. He's going to make $45 million a year. As a broadcaster, he's making nowhere near that. Yeah, he's making like thirty-four million a year as a broadcaster, yeah. but playing football, he's making. Like, historically, he's made less than like seventeen, but I think now he's making like a real contract. Uh, you know, so as far as I'm concerned, Giselle picked the wrong time to divorce him because he's yeah. not really making that money yet. Yeah, right. He yep. may say, "Oh, future earnings." He's going to say, "Future," and I'm retiring from the NFL. Not that I, Giselle would ever really need to touch Brady's money. I'm sure that uh, she has more yeah. than yeah. more money than he does. She's worth like 150 million more than she's he worth is. more money than he is. He's actually going to have to pay alimony, or she's actually got to pay alimony to him. Right. And I think Even though Tom Brady refuses to like hang out with his kids unless he's like getting kissed from but, them but, on the side uh, table. But no, it, bro, he hangs out with them all the time. That's when he kisses them on the lips. You can't it's, kiss them it's, far. It's called, it's, it's, it's called equality, right? I mean, so she, you know, she makes more. She pays more. Um, the end of the day, though, no. Going back to the game itself, the Steelers are not good. Kenny Pickett is not uh, the answer. Rich. I like, I, I honestly, I like the kid. You know, at, at at Pitt, 
he's a good ball player, man. I'm not, I'm not going to discredit that. He's, and he, I think he's a decent ball player. He's not the answer. Unfortunately, I'd like to have a beer with him, sit down. Uh, if he drinks beer, I mean, I don't know if he's old enough to have a beer, but I'd like to have a beer with him and just, Hey, what's up, man. Yeah. And if he says, how good do you think I am? Not that good, bro. You know, you know, just, you know, hold a clipboard and be clipboard. Jesus be Charlie Whitehurst, baby. That's all you need to be right, right now, man. And it's a Caleb Chagrin, the best quarterback coming out of this year's draft, stats wise, and his career is going to be Bailey Zappi. That's that's hilarious. Let me let me see Malik Willis actually like have a chance to start, and then I'll get back Malik, to you. He's with the Titans, right? Yeah, he's yeah. packing up Tannehill this year, and I think yeah, he's probably going to take I would job next year. I venture to guess he's probably going to start next year. Tannehill's probably done after this year. I got the Bucks blowing out the Steelers. Um, Steelers won one game. Bucks are three and two, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. The, the 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 two games they've lost. Who are we looking at? We're looking Kansas at Kansas City and then the um and the Packers. And yeah. what was a really really was Garbage. a shit. I mean, neither here not neither here nor Rogers really played sloppy well. offense. It was not even good defense. Badly, sloppy offense. Badly played games. It, it was so bad. I yeah. You expect Lord. a quarterback masterclass out of those two, and that's what you get. Yeah, that uh, both but. of them played horribly. Like, uh, to to Rogers' credit, he played decent in the first half, but then when uh, was it uh, Aaron Jones fumbled close to the end zone or what have you? Aaron Jones, something like that. yeah, Jones. Where the fuck Jones is? Yeah, Aaron Jones. the end zone, and that just kind of turned everything. They didn't score again after that. No, but um, they didn't need to. Well, and, and then Tom Brady looked sharp on last drive, and then he couldn't he couldn't get the playoff in time, the five yard penalty, and then throws the duck to, to the end To be fair to Tom, he was playing with a bunch of backup receivers and Cole Beasley, who retired, and then in his like retirement like reasoning, he took shots at Brady, like, yeah, I want to be, I want to go be a dad. Well, you know, all you gotta do is say hike though at some point and be like, get out there, and make your fucking play, so that this is not this is not on me. Which is He's, sad because Tony Romo was Cole Beasley's quarterback for like six years, and somehow. Tom Brady for one week can't keep him around. That's something, <laughs> right? But uh, yeah, let me get to my pick. Um, Go ahead, sorry, Cam. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the Bucks. Uh, Brady tends to own these Steelers. I mean, he's lost to them like two or three times in his career, and most of them were before I was around. Um, you know, watching football and out of diapers. So I'm gonna take Brady against uh, his usually. Uh, you know, bitch made defense in the Steelers. He'll probably just throw Godwin over on some cover two beater like he did with Chris Hogan back in 2016, and that'll be that. Um, hmm. The Steelers team is very good. What? It was before you out of diapers. The most of the wins that they that the Steelers got off of Brady, yeah, like the one the one loss that I can remember that Brady had against the Steelers was 2018 when we had that disaster hmm. November. And then the, the Patriots are ra- ra- you know ran table and won the Super Bowl against the Rams. But other than that, so what, I think the last loss was like 2004. So he was what? in diapers. So he, you you literally could say the last time they lost, you know, to them, I shit my pants. Right. <laughs> Very true. Hey, Jefferson Lord I, says these pants aren't going to shit themselves. <laughs> I, I was going to say I think everybody on this panel could say the same thing. Um, as will Brady when he loses to the Steelers because he ate three fucking pub sandwiches before he got in the plane to go to Pittsburgh. <laughs> but uh, Alonzo, let's kick it back to you. Um, my home away from home, the Arizona Cardinals are tra- you know, taking a trip to Seattle to take on the Seahawks in uh, the fighting Geno Smith's Mike's new favorite quarterback. 
Let's go. The Cardinals coming off of a couple frustrating losses. Um, they almost beat the Eagles uh, last week off of a last-second field goal miss. I thought the Cardinals looked really good that second half. But the Seahawks have been surprisingly crazy good. Alonzo, who you got in this matchup? So, you know, I, I was there in, what was it, 2006, seven when Danny Green did the whole, you know, we, ah, we thought they were. We let him off the hook. You know. <laughs> Um, Can you say that again, only higher pitch, please? We are who they thought they were. We just let them off the hook. <laughs> now, that that, <laughs> that 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 game, by the way, he was talking about the Bears. And the Bears ended up with the Super Bowl the, the, that season. Rex Grossman it. versus Peyton Manning. Sexy Rexy. <laughs> yeah, Come they, on now, sexy Rexy. Yeah, so, you know, I, I, I have a – a soft spot in my heart for the Cardinals. I like I, their stadium's awesome. I've been there two times and they've won both times, believe it or not. And I was not cheering for them one time. They played the Cowboys. Fucking David Bueller missed an extra point that would have won the game essentially. The fucking Cardinals went down and kicked the field goal and one by one. Um, and then the second time they played the 49ers, they beat the 49ers. So I have this soft spot in my heart. I, I love the stadium. I like I like Phoenix area. Um so that being said, you probably think I'm going to go with the Seahawks. No, I'm going with the Cardinals, believe it or not. I think this is going to be one of those games where they break out and they're like, you know what? I'm sick of losing. I'm sick of losing. You know, um, they lost by eight to the Rams. Okay. They lost by three to the Eagles. All right. This is not a horrible team. I mean, lost, granted, lost by 23 to the Chiefs, but everyone's lo- everyone loses the Chiefs. You know, that was week one. Yeah, that was week one. So, I mean, they're, they're two and three. They've got an eight-point and a three-point loss and a 23-point loss. They could have won either of the Rams or the Eagles games. They beat the Panthers by 10. I mean, us four can get together, right. uh, get together with the other guys in the podcast. Me throwing check downs to Stokes. We get it done. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Stokes, hey, Stokes, oh. just, you know, go, go go down. I'll, I'll check down to you fucking make it happen, baby. That's all. I'll tell you. I'll stump down the field. And Dude, then, I run a seven one forty. I got this shit. All day. NFL quality. Oh yeah. You know, and, you, know what, you know, Mike, that, that seven one forty is that's impressive, bro. That that's right. Just put 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 the diamond up, right? Um, at the end of the day, though, I I think I think they win this weekend. I don't know why. I I, I just, just got just I got that gut feeling. I don't believe in Geno Smith. Um, oh, Stokesy is gonna light you up. That's all right. You know. And, you know, you know, Smith had some monster games at West Virginia that got him drafted. Oh, um, I can't wait to talk about one. Go, go, so go, same go. Thing about Steve no, Slayton no, in NFL for now, all, it was one against Clemens. No, 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 please, Alonzo, continue all of your points that aren't going to matter in a few moments. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, my, Mike's about to rip me a new one and use the old one. But either way, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I. There's something this Seahawks team is lacking something. Interestingly enough, the Broncos have that something they're lacking. It looks like they were that was a marriage made in heaven for those two. And they're separated now. Russell Wilson can't win in Denver. He's missing the Pete Carroll touch to him. Pete Carroll misses Russell Wilson. Um, Geno Smith, I don't think he can lead them to this win. I, I got the Cardinals. I got the Cardinals. And the, the NFC West is kind of like this weird division of everybody owning each other. And the Cardinals have historically owned the Seahawks. Like in just in recent memory, they they tend to beat up on them, just like the Niners tend to beat up on the Rams. The Rams tend to beat up on the uh, on the Cardinals. 
and the Seahawks and Rams, I don't really know what the history is there. They're, they're probably even. But, but, you know, so you got the Seahawks coming in, and for some reason they remind me, um, besides, I, and honestly, I think Derek Carr is a better quarterback than Geno Smith. Absolutely. But they, 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 they remind me, they're kind, of, they're kind of the Raiders of the NFC West. High-flying, um, you know, nice speed, and, explosive, just see what happens. But, and again, the Cardinals beat the Raiders earlier. Um, Barely. I think the Cardinals, I think the Cardinals <laughs> I think there's a mistake made. Geno Smith probably throws one of his patented picks uh, interception, not a pick six, just an interception at some point in the game that ruins a drive and it just kind of sinks them. And that's that. I too pick Arizona. I think that they're just bound to try to kind of take over before Call of Duty comes out and Kyler Murray is just sitting on you know, with his face <laughs> clan hoodie and talking about. Oh, it's just what's a trick shot, bro? And this dude is 360. And then he, and then his parents, aka Cliff Kingsbury, come in. Kyler, you gotta do homework. I need you to study. Oh, screw you, dad. But screw you, dad. <laughs> but yeah, I'm playing God, dad. Don't embarrass me in front of my friends. That's right. And then, and then, you know, later in the night, Kyler, you in bed, Coca Melon just comes off his iPad. But wait, did, did you say Coco Melon? Yes, sir. That's his favorite Dude, show. I've, I've got a one year old daughter who watches Coco Melon. I really hope Kyler Murray's not watching Coco Melon. <laughs> but yeah, I think Arizona is just a better built squad. Again, the history of the NFC West just kind of going this way. The Cardinals tend to have the Seahawks number earlier in the year. And yeah, I'll take Arizona. Um, Jeremy, you're wearing red. Are you too going with the Red Sea in Arizona? Yeah, for a multitude of reasons. Um, I don't think the Cardinals are a bad team. I really don't. You know, a lot of the kind of touch on the schedule. I think he had a really good point there. Also, you have to keep in mind their schedule right now. They've done without DeAndre Hopkins. And this is DeAndre's last week of his suspension. He's going to come back next week. And, I mean, he's going to turn that offense around in a lot of ways. And yeah. so the fact that they are where they are right now without DeAndre, who's going he Honestly, in 10 weeks, may still be a 100-catch receiver this year. Um, I don't think they're a bad team whatsoever. On the flip side, if you look at Seattle, I do still think Seattle's a really bad team. So their two wins are a one-point win in week one against the Broncos at home. And everybody back then was like, whoa, the Seahawks might be for real. I was like, hold on, they might be pretty good. Turns out the Broncos are horrendous. Um, Got blown out by the Niners, lost to the Falcons. They beat the Lions in a 48-45 shootout and then lost the Saints, 39-32. They're not a good defense right now. They're not the Legion of Boom, which they were four or five years ago. And offensively, I think it's all fluff right now. I I think Arizona wins this one big. I've got Arizona like 34 to 6. All right, Stokesy. I've opened. I've opened the door to your cage. How about you? Uh, jump out of Alonzo's throat here. Ah, uh, shit. Here we go. Ooh. I'm fucked, De- aren't I, Mike? Decisions, decisions. Well, I mean, if I say you're fucked, I'm saying everybody else on the panel is fucked because you made the same decisions. So all of you are fucked. Um, Gino fucking well, Smith. Mike. Mike, Mike. <laughs> um, before you start, put some Vaseline, please. Put some Vaseline on us. So he just said, bite the pillow. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to demand you do that. You do what you got to do. Give me some rubies, right? bro. Um, no, I'm not going to do that. 
Um, yeah. Stokes is about to hit us harder than that linebacker hit Geno Smith in training camp. Broke his jaw. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. I'm I'm going to you know. I'm going to preface all of my statements I by saying next week. Jesus, never do that again. That was creepy as fuck. Oh my god. So, I'm going to preface all of my statements by saying next week I am doing Jepson's Malort. Um <laughs> Literally, all, all the picks are uh oh hey, uh Bucks and Steelers. Bucks, the three of us. Steelers, Mike. Cardinals at Seahawks. Cardinals, us. Seahawks, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> either, either we're all drinking or you are. <laughs> if if Stokes isn't the one doing these shots next week, we need to legalize gambling in New Hampshire because Stokes is going to be a billionaire. Stokes is yeah. uh, gambling is legalized in New Hampshire. It's just not in Massachusetts. Let's fucking go. I'm going to be a billionaire so fucking Massachusetts bright. Is, Massachusetts week. legalized it for 21 plus, but I bet in New Hampshire and I'm 20. So. Let's go. It's legal. So, um, Alonzo referenced the Orange Bowl in 2012. Great where, game. Where my boy, That's true. the wondrous future college football Hall of Fame, Geno Smith, threw for 407 yards off of 32 completions off of uh, 43 attempts for six goddamn touchdowns. All right. Ten years ago. That, Time is irrelevant here, Caleb. I'm going against the fucking odds. Let's look even deeper. The Cardinals wins. The Panthers. Who's the Panthers quarterback, Caleb? Can you remind all of us? Uh, this week it's PJ Walker, but uh, la- the last couple Owls weeks it's been a, it's fly been Owls it's fly. been that Faker Mayfraud who I said wasn't a top sixteen quarterback, and you guys laughed at me. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't play live last week. That was a joke. He's a bottom five quarterback. I'll admit, I, I, <clears> I, better. I was fucking wrong. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm right there with Alonzo. I thought he was better than he is. He is absolutely oh, terrible. I'm gonna pat myself on the back here for being right. Oh, God, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got that guy, but he makes the best commercials of any quarterback in the NFL. No, he doesn't. Have you seen Jimmy Garoppolo's yeah. Subway commercials? Um, they're god fucking awful. He's just, he has, he's just he's just pretty, but other than that, he's shit. He can't. Act. Wait, is there sandwiches in that commercial? All I can see is Jimmy G's face. True. <laughs> Fair enough. I how many Halloween pails has Jimmy G poured hot cheese into? <laughs> Zero. No, he just gives them all like you know headshots. Like yeah, here you go, here you go, kid. Here's this autograph. Take it. All right, cool. Until so, they make, how long until they make a the commercial where you know Baker hands off the keys to Deshaun and Deshaun's like, uh, I got to go meet all my neighbors now, and then he hands <laughs> off the keys to Jay Walker, and they're like, Hi, my name's Deshaun Watson, and I'm a sex vendor. <laughs> Hi, Deshaun. Or even better yet, Sam Darnold comes back from injury, and he hands off the keys to Sam Darnold, and Sam's like, Sorry, I can't leave the stadium for the next ten weeks. I got mono. <laughs> <laughs> I see ghosts every time I leave the locker room. Can't do it. <laughs> All right, this haunted Baker. Let's let Mike finish his thoughts. He he wants to rip us a new one. He's no, really I, doing bad at this. I I guess so. Fuck. Um. Anyways, the other Cardinals win against the lowly Las Vegas fucking Raiders. I'm sorry, you're wearing the head thing and. 
beanie. Yeah, the beanie thing. And you made the graphics and all that kind of thing. Did you like the Derek Carr graphic? I did. It was nice. It was nice. But still, Derek Carr was all but traded away to the former NFL Europe fucking failed experiment. All right. Before this season, and now it's like, oh, well, you know, Devontae's there, and so they're mediocre. What the hell? No way. No way. So you really have two garbage wins, all right? They lost to the Titans, who are, oh, my God, we have video on Ryan Tannehill, so maybe we could probably beat them, and they shit the bed there. They lost to the fucking Chiefs, which... The Chiefs are showing that they are very vulnerable this year. And they lost to the Rams, which, okay, that's one legitimate loss. So really, in my opinion, you have two coin flips, right? Same time. You have, on the other side of the realm, the Orange Bowl MVP from 10 years ago when Caleb was still in diapers, I assume. Were you still was, in diapers? I was 10. Still relevant. You you were 10. Okay, so you were not in diapers at 10? No, to... I was in I was in the fifth grade watching uh, Matt Ryan highlights in indoor recess when it was raining outside, and I get the laptop cart. Was, nice. so, see, was the year that Gino tore up the Orange Bowl the year after Mark Mangino won the Orange Bowl with Kansas? Yes. So That's then why I remember it so well. So basically what you're saying is Geno Smith won a national championship because that's the bowl game everybody wanted to play in. Um, yes, of course. <laughs> Not a stretch. How, how could you misconstrue any of this, Jeremy? Come on. Keep up. Keep up. <laughs> so I'm just making sure everybody else is on the same page here. <laughs> I've clearly followed from the start. <laughs> okay. So let's go through the two incredible Geno Smith victories. First off, he beats the savage asshole Denver Broncos, all right, who are run by a, an illegitimate fucking owner. Oh, the Walmart guy? Sam Walton? How was he legitimate? I said illegitimate. Oh, God damn it. I really need my mic for this, I guess. Yeah. All right, we move His on. Xbox headset. Yeah, really. He, he, just, he just got out of the Martin Warfare 2 lobby. He just met Kyler Murray. Yeah, I was in a COD lobby. It was so bad. It was so bad. <laughs> how many How many people said that they fucked your mom? Uh, all of them. <laughs> Wait, Zach and... Wilson was there? <laughs> no, they, Kyler Murray they all... and Zach Wilson playing COD with Stokesy. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. And who got all the medals from that match? I got a screenshot, baby. <laughs> Okay, and so they also win in the Detroit Motown City, 48-45. to Look, Geno Smith is fucking going off this week. I don't even give a shit. He's going off in front of everybody in Seattle. Drew Carey's going to be there, I hope, I assume. he's. It's going to be miraculous. Everybody else stole my thunder and everything I was going to really say for this. <laughs> Let's go ahead and just call it Seahawks um, 119, uh, Cardinals 4. All right. Four. Two safety, Stokesy. <laughs> yeah. Two yeah can, I, can I jump in real quick? So, okay. So the Orange Bowl. Hey, hey, Stokesy has to edit it. I don't really give a shit. So the, 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 the Orange Bowl is talking about 
They beat the fucking Clemson Tigers 70 to 33. Hey, that's who a, is that's that? A good, I thought it was Clemens. Day. That's a good day for a Clemens. For, uh, I'm, I'm bad. It was Clemens. A Clemens blowout loss is good for the world, as uh, Stokesy has taught me. Okay, 70 to 33. That season, he ended a season 31 touchdowns, seven picks. Uh, I noticed we don't want to talk about the next year. Um, in the pinstripe bowl, his senior year, 201 passing yards, two touchdowns, and they lost 38 to 14 to Syracuse. And then he officially announced he was entering the NFL draft. Well, no fucking shit. You were a senior and you didn't take a, a red shirt year. You were going to the NFL draft. Um, and I think it's just been kind of downhill. He has kind of a resurgence this year. I'm not, I'm not going to deny Stokes that he's had, he's, he's, he's looked the part that I, I think this year he looks the part that the jets drafted him for, you know, they, they, he's actually looking the part. I think his his physical skills will have gone. You know, it, it, his mental skills have gone up. His physical skills has he's, he's lost. Them. Had he had this mental capacity, you know, these mental skills back when when he came in the league, I think he'd still be a Jet. Well, you know, you know what it all is, Alonzo. It's all film. He's developed so much that people don't know what he's actually going to do, and they really don't have enough film to anticipate all of his moves. I mean, I'm just your, being legit here. Your arm has to get better when you can't communicate with your receivers because your draw is broken. You no, I'm back and knock them out. No, I'm talking about reads here, man. There's no way that they can anticipate what he's fucking going to do. Because he you can't know, say it. So they can't hear it. Because you know what he's doing. So, you know, to, on that point, I think, I think Geno Smith initially was just completely used wrong in the NFL. I just looked up his stats. He ran a four five nine forty in the combine, and yet back, that was just back in the day when RPO didn't. You know, no one cared. This guy, this guy should have been fucking RG three when when he when he could play, or or fucking he's not as fast as Lamar Jackson, but he he can run. So he the the freaking Jets should have used him better. And oh, I said freaking. I'm fucking Kirk Cousins here. Um, they they they, they, should, whoa. they should. Whoa whoa oh my god. Golly, guys. Golly, geez. I am going to heck. Um, but no, you know. You are. I don't, I don't think you would use the double hockey sticks language. Come on. Come on, man. What the fetch, right? <laughs> and so, though, I, 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 you know, I don't dislike Gino. Matter of fact, I, I, I have liked Gino Smith for a long time. I just don't think he can lead this, this, this team to a win. Change your pick. No, hell no. I'm going with the Cardinals, baby. That's change right. your pick. All right. Go you know all you, in. you know, Mike, I will change it for you so that you and I will both drink next week if we lose this fucking pick. There we go. Oh. I'm, going, I'm going with Let's Mike. Go. Let's go. With the fucking I got Seahawks, an accountability, buddy. Can't all right. Put me, down, put me down for Seattle, baby. All right, Jeremy. Gino. High five. We're not drinking next week. Um, um, I'm right there with the kill. <laughs> Bills at Chiefs. Um, this year, the Bills don't have to worry about a coin flip not going their way because of the new overtime rules where both teams get a chance. Um, the Bills come in as like a four-and-a-half-point favorite. This is the first time that Mahomes is a home underdog in his career because Arrowhead is just so electric. Um, this game's going to be tight, right down the wire. Probably should have been primetime, but it was a CBS yes. exclusive. Yes. Uh, so Tony Romo and Jim Nance will be on the call. Um, which would be a lot of fun. 
Jeremy, you haven't started off yet, so let's go to you. Um, Buffalo, Kansas City, in Arrowhead, what you thinking? Bills. Any elaboration on that? Yeah, no, I uh, <laughs> the Chiefs. The Bills lost the Dolphins when they were pretty good team. The best team in the league, time. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, the Chiefs lost to the Colts and should have lost to the Raiders. And I just – I. I don't think the Chiefs are, and I know the records say otherwise, I don't think the Chiefs are what they were when they had Tyreek. I just think they're missing something right now from when Tyreek Hill was receiver for them. So, Travis Kelsey doesn't catch 17 touchdown passes last week. They lose to the Raiders. Four so, catches, four touchdowns. What a freak. <laughs> unreal. So, and I, they I were all like little goal line like fades and lobs. I'm like so stupid. You want me to match up, so I dig it. Um I just, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't see anybody worthwhile, like anybody that's not the Dolphins when they were the Dolphins early on beating the Bills this year. I just think they're too good of a team. I, I, I don't think they'll go 16-1, and one, but I think they'll go 15-2. and two. They'll slip up somewhere along the way, but it's just – Hopefully it's not a Patriots game at the end of the year. It could be, honestly. The when we, when we break out the red uniforms on Thursday night, that's the, that's the have, game to lose. I love it. I'm the one seed by like week 12 and just bench out for the last five weeks and lose one of those and win the other four. So that builds all the way. And every table in Buffalo is getting broken tomorrow or uh, yeah, Sunday when that happens. Stokesy, let's go to you. All right. Bills, let's break some fucking tables. <laughs> you ever been to a Bills tailgate, Mike? Uh, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> you did. <laughs> Alonzo. No comment. Man, I got I got the Bills, bro. Um, this is the best team in the NFL right now. And again, if they don't run into at that point, it was a Miami juggernaut. And Miami was really fucking good at that point. Um, and if Miami doesn't put two A's con- concussed in the second half, um, they lose that game. Um, I, 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 I'm man, I, Josh Allen, and this is, I, I'm old as fuck. Here's my, he's reminding me a lot of 1980s John Elway. It, it's fucking amazing, bigger and stronger too. It was kind of it's fucking scary to watch him bigger and stronger John Elway. And he's already fixed his fucking, um, accuracy problems. One thing when he came in the league was people said he wasn't accurate. You can't fix that once you get He's fixed that, and god damn, just watching him get out of the pocket, and he's he's a threat to run. He's a threat to fucking run. So you watch him, you're like, oh my lord, you know what's he gonna do? If you're the defense, if you're a linebacker, do you come up to stop him running, or do you stay back to, to make sure he doesn't throw it over you? Um, I, I'm with Jeremy on this with regards to Tyreek Hill being a huge missing piece. Uh, you know, I'm not sure if the Chiefs thought that Juju Smith-Schuster could fill those those shoes. He's oh, not as fast as Tyreek Hill. No, I mean he just he doesn't he doesn't have that explosion. He's a good receiver. He's not he's not great. He's a good he's receiver. Fast. He's not as shifty. Like there's a big difference between speed and like just and agility. And he's not as elusive. It's not his game. Absolutely, you know. And so, you know, I I mean, you know, I and again, I say this a couple times every freaking podcast, right? I use I I coach you sports, and to me I tell them it's not just speed. It's can you move within certain areas? Coach soccer, basketball, flag football. 
Can you move in certain in space? Can you move in space? And Juju cannot do it like Tyreek could do it. Tyreek can move in space. Um, I think the the Chiefs are lacking that big time right now. Um, like I think Jeremy mentioned this as well. You know, freaking Travis Kelsey four four catches, or you mentioned it, Caleb, four catches, four touchdowns. You know, that's a man among boys in the goal line area. But if you can't get there, you're in trouble. The Bills have some really – they lost some players on defense early this season. They haven't missed a beat, man. They haven't missed a beat. And so I, I'm going I'm going with Buffalo in this game. I'm going Buffalo. So uh, this is going to be my uh, my Mike Stokes-ish pick. I'm going to take Kansas City. Um, You're to- drinking next week, bitch. Oh, me, wow. What so a bad pick. Next week? Let's go, boys. To me, uh, the Bills got to show me. They got to show me that they can go to Arrowhead and win. Uh, they did in the playoffs last year. They got fucked by the officials. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry ah. that I'm sorry that you didn't win a coin flip. Sorry, play defense. Um, yeah, honestly, <laughs> I think the new overtime rules are redundant and stupid because you know if this game goes to like overtime, right? And the Chiefs get it first, they score. The Bills go get it, they score. The Chiefs are going to win on the next touchdown. Well, well, and okay. all we're going to hear is, oh, my God, they didn't give would, us another chance. This is so you stupid. would think that, but I, I think I think time would run out. You only got 10 minutes in overtime. And in the regular season, you know, a Chiefs go down oh, and score. Alonzo, just run with my hypothetical, please, so I can just. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Let's so go. we can move on. So I can just, you know, fucking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, my, my brain is running on, like, fumes. But, yeah, I think that. that was mine. I think that this whole new this whole overtime thing is stupid. I've always felt that it was stupid. Um, even when our my Patriots were benefiting from it, when they would go get the first the first touchdown and call it game, uh, like that 2018-2019 AFC title game against Kansas City, where you know it was hot back and forth. Casey was coming up, but we got the ball first in overtime. They scored. I felt that it was nonsense then, and I feel like it's still nonsense with this stupid rule. Uh, I wish that they would, again, just take a page right out of the Bill Belichick playbook and say, hey, let's just have these guys play a full 10-minute quarter and let's just call it a day. No score first crap. No whoever scores this point crap. No college football gimmick bullshit. Just play one quarter. And if it's still tied, sorry. Dude, you're going to FIFA rules, bro. I love it. Soccer, you 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 play Fucking, it, you, you you go. Someone scores, you you keep playing. But for my justification of of picking Casey, I think that I think there's just a level of they're in your head. Like Casey is with Baltimore, they're in your head. You you can't really beat them as much as Baltimore. I think won last year. It's just kind of the example of a in the beginning of this rivalry, they weren't the Casey had their number, and I think this is just one of those rivalries where Casey has a number until they show me otherwise, and I will happily. Um, admit that I was wrong if they show me um, this weekend on Sunday in Arrowhead primetime. They're, yes, they're about to jump through a flaming table with a Kansas City logo on it. And they're gonna show, and you know the Bills fans. So, oh my God, Patriots fan doubting us. But... And fucking Stone Cold, Stone Cold's gonna be the one putting him through that table. Alonzo three sixteen just told me shut the fuck up and pick the Bills, but I'm not gonna do it. Um. Yeah. So our Sunday night matchup, um, last I checked, Dak Prescott was questionable for this game. Um, so I'm just going to go in assuming that Cooper Rush is going to start and they're not going to rush um, old boy back. 
but it's Cowboys and Eagles and NFC what NFC East uh, gauntlet matchup. Uh, this is going to be one of two very important games for these two teams because I think you're going to be looking at week 18 and oh my god if the Cowboys had won this game or the Eagles had won this game they have a home playoff game and now everything's just kind of fucked um I guess I'll lead lead off this one because I haven't yet it's tough I'm gonna take the Eagles I think this is just one of those this is just one of those you know gritty divisional matchups that that Philly's just got to win. And the Philly, Philly looks good. As much as I hate to say it, Philly looks really good right now. I don't know if I'd call them the best team in the NFL. They've had a, if, from my memory, if it's even correct, they've had a, a decently light schedule. And again, you play who's ahead of you. I'm not going to discredit the Giants. I'm not going to discredit anybody who's beat up on pillows. Um, but I think the Eagles are going to ride this one through. I think I don't think this is going to be high scoring. I think both these teams have really good defenses. It's going to be a grinded out like twenty to seventeen matchup, and I think the Eagles are going to come out of this one. And next week, the Cowboys will get their star quarterback back, and we'll go from there. But if They're Dak is if Dak is playing this game, I, I'd I'd pick I'd pick the Cowboys. But Dak, I'm unsure of. Um, Jeremy, let's go to you. So I agree with the spread, although I think if Dak does start over Cooper Rush, the Eagles win by 12. But um, you Eagles, think are some rest with Dak if he back? <laughs> Eagles are six and a half point favorites. If Cooper Rush starts, I don't think they'll cover the spread. I do think it is going to be a close game. I do think it's going to be one that's, you know, like you said, fairly low scoring. I don't see a shootout here. Um, I, I just think the Eagles are the better team here. And not for any reason other than I just think they're better battle tested. Look at the wins between the two teams. The Eagles beat some good teams. The Cardinals aren't bad. They beat the Jags, who aren't bad. They won a shootout against the Lions week one. Like, I just – I think the Eagles are just a little farther along right now, and I don't know why because, I mean, Jalen Hurts to me is like a poor man's Lamar Jackson. And I'm he turned it up just out of nowhere this year. It's weird. Well, and that's, I mean, Lamar coming in the league basically the same thing, right? And, like, he's he's kind of a poor man's Lamar Jackson. The but, second year in the league, he won the MVP. Like, <laughs> Well, and that's what I'm saying, though, is, like, and Jalen Hurts is putting up numbers right now. I mean, he's not putting up NFL. Like, he's not putting up MVP numbers. He's got four touchdowns and two picks. But I don't know. I just think there's a certain level of, like, Dynamism. if you're unique enough in what you do and you're a unique enough player, you somehow find a way to get it done. And – I don't think the Cowboys are a very good team. Their wins aren't against very good teams. If you look at their schedule, they beat the Rams. Cool. They got blown out by the Bucks. All right. I just, I don't know. I got Eagles here. I, I just, I think they're going to win the NFC East, and I think they're going to win the NFC East by a landslide. I don't see anybody in that division beating them right now. Stokesy, let's go to you. I purposely left Alonso last because he has a, he has a stake in this game. <laughs> Yeah, he does. He's going to pick the Cowboys, but I'm sorry to say, Alonzo, it's going to be the Eagles. The Eagles remind me, like, all right, so flight out to Alaska, one of the things I watched was the fucking Dream Team, all right? and Or not the Dream Team, the Redeem Redeem. Team. That's right. Yeah, I'm sorry. Thank you, Jeremy. The Redeem Team, all right? And when they lost in the 2004 Olympics, it was to a team that wasn't better than them on paper, 
they were better than them on the court. They had a lot of synergy. They knew where everybody was going to be. This Eagles team has been very meticulously putting pieces in place for a while. And I think that Jalen Hurts is one of those final pieces, a la a Ryan Fitzpatrick fucking game manager type. So uh, let's go ahead and call it the Eagles. Um, I'll go a little more conservative than my other hundred to, you know, single digits picks. Um, we're going to go ahead and call it 35 to 21 Eagles fly Eagles fly. God, hearing fly Eagles fly makes me want to throw up. Caw. That's Alonzo, Ravens, but whatever. You got your faith. You got faith in the boys this week. All right. So I actually love Jalen Hurts. Um, I'm an Auburn fan, and I love Jalen Hurts. I, I do. I, I think you got a raw deal at Alabama. Um, you know, you you dance you dance with the one you you went with, right? And Nick Saban j- ditched him, and, and, and rightfully so in that game against Georgia. He, I mean, Jalen Jalen wasn't going to done that day, but at the end of the day, he goes to Oklahoma. He performs. He's done well. And I, I believe I, my, my wife knows. My wife's a big Auburn fan too. She knows how much I have cheered for Jalen Hurts for a long time. This dude just there's something about him that you you cannot dislike. I like the guy. Okay. Um, that being said, um, I'm pretty sure had we done this last week, so we didn't do the Rams Cowboys last week. I think people would have picked the Rams and I would have picked the Cowboys simply because the Cowboys defense is that good. I don't think the Cowboys, if they get into a shootout, they're going to lose this game. I don't think they're going to shoot out. They haven't gotten a shootout with anybody. The only game they've lost was 19 to three. And that was with their starting quarterback. And my St. Cooper should take over for Dak Prescott when he comes back. No, I think the first game was kind of an anomaly. Dak just didn't play well. And the injury just compounded that. Um, they have just, the defense has really stepped up for Dallas. If, you know, I, I don't see the Eagles scoring, you know, the 35 points, 38 points they did against the Lions. You know, can they score more than 20? Sure. But I, I think I think Dallas can can beat them if this it, it, close game, 23-21. I think 24 is kind of the magic number for, for Dallas. You got to keep Philly under 24 if you want a chance. Yes, I think I, that's why it's 23-21, 24-23. But I think that Dallas's defense is really that fucking good. I, I I've been impressed with their defense, and that was that was the that was the side of the ball I was worried about. Achilles heel for you guys for a handful Dude, of years. They've been horrible for a few years. You know, you couldn't count them to stop anybody. You, you had let to rookie. You let you let rookie Mac Jones light you the fuck up. <laughs> now, if, if if second year Mac Jones were to play them, I think he'd struggle. Honestly, yeah. that defense has really stepped it up. Micah Parsons is just on another fucking level. Demarcus Lawrence is playing out of his fucking mind. You know, when they lost Randy Gregory, I thought, oh, shit, we're in trouble. They have not been as much trouble as I thought they'd be in. They, they've really played well. I don't think Dallas outscores them. I think they stop them. I think they stop them. And you got to have a low-scoring game. I think you're looking at 21-17, something to that effect. Uh, maybe it's wishful thinking, 
you know, and if Dallas were to lose this week, maybe I'm looking to reevaluate like, okay, are they really that good or whatever? If the Eagles were to score 35 points, I would be shocked. The Eagles need to hold Dallas under 20 and need to get 21, 22 points. I don't, I don't, I don't think they're going to do that. I think it's 21, 17, 20 to 13, something to that effect. Um, I have, it's not, it's not faith in the offense. That defense is fucking amazing. It's really, really good. Again, they've only the, the most they've given up was 19. The first game of the season, Dak didn't look like like anything, um, and Cooper hasn't made mistakes yet. If he makes mistakes in this game, I'll, I'll okay, I'll eat whatever. It. He's a backup quarterback, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. You you eat it, right? But you know, if if he doesn't, um, and the Eagles, I I don't think they've been known to be like, oh, their defense stepped up hard this year. No, they they just they just beat you by scoring more than you. Their defense hasn't hasn't been you know. Ex- oh, they're the they're the great defense out there. Dallas has a better defense. If the Eagles score them, if they if they can get twenty four points, the Eagles win this game. I don't think they get there. I'm going with Dallas. To be fair, I really think that Cooper Rush is going to be the quarterback trade bait of the offseason. Absolutely. Just because of the way that he's performed for Dallas. Or he stays there and Dak's your quarterback trade bait of the (laughs) offseason. No, I think think Cooper Rush is going to be in for big paydays, either as a quarterback trade bait or as a very highly paid backup quarterback. It's kind of like, remember when Garoppolo came in for Brady in 2016, and then all of a sudden yeah. he had that high value, and then they traded him in 2017? I feel like this is kind of a similar situation with Cooper Rush. Yeah, Cooper, Cooper I do, too. Did you Cooper's say Garoppolo, or did you say Zappi? I thought you said Bailey Zappi. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, no, if, we can, if we can get like a second-round pick for Bailey Zappi, I would just explode. It'd be so amazing. But I, 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 I don't think Cooper is a starting caliber um he's a very good backup he's what matt castle should have been had he stayed with new england a very good backup fair. you know i but i think he, he was he, a starter in kansas city for a well, while he made a pro bowl you son of a bitch he wasn't, he wasn't, <laughs> yeah he wasn't great in kansas city he wasn't horrible he wasn't great i think if 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 cooper were to leave he'd be you know eight and eight oh he's, your, he's your case keenum yeah, he's Case Keenum. You know, so you, you know, you. Which, by the way, more gonna, mediocre white quarterbacks that I, I am not. I'm for. not going to discount. Let's what go. They, I'm not going to discount what they do, guys. I mean, I mean, we talk shit here. Oh, they suck. I couldn't. I couldn't throw the ball like they do. You know. Um, I could. Sure, yeah. You know, speak the, for at, yourself. I can throw this ball over them mountains. Oof. And I'm in fucking Alaska, so let's Uncle go. Uncle Rico, baby. There, those are some mountains up there. <laughs> You know, oh and, and, yeah. And so you know what, Mike? Next time you come over, grab a piece of steak off of my plate and throw it at a kid riding by a bike, and I'll I'll be fucking kip. I'll be like, that's what I'm talking about. You know. And, and then so, your son is gonna come up and be like, these nuts. That that's awesome. right. And you'll come up, these nuts, baby. I'm like, Andy. <laughs> hey, uh, Alonzo. It's, it's just these these nuts, not not baby at the end. Alonzo, do you, you happen know, to have the time on you? Eleven thirty-eight, my time. One thirty-eight yours. Well, there's also it's time for something. Isn't oh, it? Oh, you know what? You know what? It's time. In honor of the phenomenal rebranding of a famous magic story out of the UK, Italian American. 
Bang Noodle wielded. Probably from New Jersey Wizard, our next segment is the Giuseppe Stromboli doing the weekend. I've had a lot of really great Italian in Alaska too, so I'm really inspired right now. Awesome! Italian refugees in Alaska. <laughs> They're mostly Russian. The premise is simple. Caleb is going to give a scenario to the panel that happened in recent memory, and the panel determines how they would change the execution of the plan. Just saying don't do the scenario is an immediate loss. Caleb, take it away. This week, we head to the beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, home of this hat I'm wearing, the Las Vegas Raiders, um, where Fergie visited an In-N-Out. No, not Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas, but a fucking camel. Fergie, the camel, visited In-N-Out on October 4th. Uh, in my time, that is 11 days ago. Through the drive through of course, Fergie's handler, Brandon Nobles, claimed to have rescued the 14-year-old camel from a ranch in Colorado. Shout out to our own Ryan Benner. Cool. Since, uh, since this, uh, Fergie has been a mainstay on Nobles' social channels, seen frequenting fast food joints such as Wendy's and Einstein Bagels. First time I heard of it. But here's the scenario. Uh, Dragon Wrangler, Jeremy, you are Fergie the camel. Because your handler loves to feed you french fries of different varieties, you become addicted. Although you're on a farm with other animals and lame food, you have the hunger. The hunger only fries can satisfy. You're also allergic to Snickers. How do you break out and last the longest in Las Vegas, frequenting fast food joints, devouring their fries? So let me just word this like way better than I read it. Um, yeah, how are you gonna last in Las Vegas trying to get all the fast food and you know eating all the fries? I mean, what's what's the plan so, here? So I've got two because every time we've done a Giuseppe that I've been oh, on here, boy. I've got two, so I keep it consistent, right? So my first one's pretty straightforward, right? Fergie's clearly become a social media star at this point. How do you do it? Just become a fucking for once, not by absolutely destroying the national anthem in the NBA All-Star game. Making LeBron Just become a TikTok influencer, and then you can get all the In-N-Out burgers you want. That one's okay. Now, my better one, which makes a lot more sense, it's clearly going to be the winner here. So, way back in the day, R.J. Reynolds Tobacco Company used Joe Camel as their sponsor. We're going to ah. take it we're going to take it prison rules here, boys. We're going to take it prison rules. Now, in prison, you can trade ramen, you can trade whatever. It doesn't really matter. But what's the number one currency in prison? Cigarettes. How do you last on the, uh, the Las Vegas Strip? Trying to eat all of the burgers, all of the fries. You use those fucking reparations from years of fucking camel cigarette ads. And you use all those cigarettes you got in your back pocket. What if fast food workers love to smoke every time they take a break? Cigarettes. You know how you get free fries and burgers? You trade cigarettes for food. Mm. All righty, Jeremy. Alonzo, you looked a little frustrated. Um, all right. Were you going a different direction? No, no, he, no he, you know what? No, he's, he's right on track there, all right? But I got a little bit, a little bit more to that. Right, so here's the deal. I'm Fergie the Camel. I want to eat fries. This farm food is shit. Give me some fries, right? So first thing I do, I knock the fucking fence over. I simply use my animal strength to ram the fence down. I did a Google search, and yes, 
Campbell's can knock benches down. Right. So people are like, well, it's a it's Campbell's, but, you know, the camel, camels, they miss leg days. It don't fucking matter. They got two big ass humps. They got some weight. Go behind. They'll knock a fucking fence down. Right. So this leads to the second part. How do I get around Las Vegas frequenting fast food joints? Uber. No, no. I go, I go with what you said, Jeremy. Okay. I put a collar on with a name Joe on it. Put a cigarette in my mouth. And I walked around Vegas pretending to be Joe fucking Camel. The Camel cigarette mascot logo, whatever you want to call it. Now, I don't light up the cigarette because I'm a fucking Camel. All right? So I don't, I'm not going to smoke. Because you don't but have I fingers. Walk around. What's that again? It's because you don't have fingers. That makes sense. That's right. I, what do I do? I slide it with my hoofs. You know what I mean? Okay. But, you know, I walk around with it. People stop and say, oh, fuck, fuck, it's Joe Camel. You're in Vegas, right? Oh, it's my God, Joe, my Joe Camel. I carry on going to various fast food establishments, walking up to random tables, taking fries from unsuspecting and likely drunk customers while they're in awe that they saw Joe Camel in fucking Vegas. They're not going to stop me. They're going to take pictures of me and post them on social media. Look who we saw, the real Joe Camel. Vegas, baby. You see some random shit in Vegas, so nobody's going to question why the hell Joe the fucking camel was walking around Vegas, hitting up fast food joints, enjoying fries off customers' tables while those same customers asked for pictures rather than asking why the fuck a camel is eating their fries. All right? So now that's it. I'm Fergie the camel, God amongst all camels. And drunks in Las Vegas. Well, I'm, I'm drunk. Camel's not drunk. He's eating fucking fries, baby. He's uh, drunk off of them fries. No, you, know, he, you know, he, he well, Fergie, I'm assuming it's a she, but Ferguson God. could be, could be a it male is. name, right? But they can walk into a strip club and no one's going to question them. They'll get drinks there. They might even dance. Fuck, who knows? Who knows? Not to get us off topic here, Alonzo, but you make an interesting point. Uh, you say a camel can't get drunk. Well, what do they keep in their humps? They keep water in there. If you drink enough alcohol, in theory, you're keeping alcohol in your humps and you're drunk 24-7. Oh, shit, man. Science, bro. Oh, hey, you know what? Virtual fist bump right there. Damn. There it is. Now, now y'all aren't seeing this, but we actually gave a virtual fist bump. Adorable. Uh, Caleb, I'm glad you enjoyed that, bro. It it warms my heart. Yeah. Stokes. Oh, geez. I'm freezing out. Oh, you're good. Freezing out. Oh, I'm good. In Alaska. Oh, thank it's God. Oh, thank God. You guys didn't show up for this one. Oh, my gosh. I thought you guys would have shown up for this one a little bit more. That's okay, though. Let me show you guys the way. <laughs> Mostly. Because I'm up in Alaska. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mostly because I'm up in Alaska and I saw a fucking moose right outside of my fucking rental this week. And you week, didn't let it which in. Which was badass as hell. Um, well, no. Uh, Better wanted me to corral this moose and bring it back down to the lower 48. So uh, no comment on what's going to happen there. But, uh, you know, read between yeah. the lines, I guess. Anyways, ye fucking ha motherfuckers. Anyways, 
if I want all of the fucking fries, all of the fucking burgers, all of the fucking greasy ass fast food okay, in Russell Las Brand. Vegas, I'm gonna have a fucking yeah, exactly. I'm gonna have a fucking moose decoy. Because what's more distracting in fucking Las Vegas than a goddamn wild fucking moose running down the strip across traffic? Let's go. So once the moose is running down the fucking strip, there is one of those Taco Bell cantinas. So you got to really time this for when the nacho fries are back in. Okay, So not (laughs) only are you getting the Wendy's fries, but you are getting the primo nacho fucking fries from a Taco Bell cantina with your goddamn Mountain Dew Baja Blast with a fucking shot of tequila in it. Oh my goodness. You are a Fergie in paradise. Then you're going to walk across the way to one of the casinos. You're going to do up a lot of their stuff because, holy fuck, there's a moose running down the strip in the goddamn high desert. What the fuck is this? Oh, yeah. You have a fucking distraction raid leading the way for everything you're going to do. Caleb, what you got? Um, so my my plan was to say that we are bringing back the Geico commercial for home day. And, you know, a big part of this was um, free French fry Wednesdays and just con all of these restaurants into giving me, you know, all these French fries because it's Wednesday and hump day. And, you know, it's just it's just a big part of this, you know, this ritual of every Wednesday fast food chains give us free French fries. And, you know, what day is it? It's Saturday. This is supposed to be. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ Almighty. All right. Well, it, it's Friday up here, so. Yeah, it must be nice, Stokes. We're going to take one more. Friday. Break. Friday. Oh, my God. Stokesy wasn't here when we did that at first. You're going to have to do some editing later and, and, and put that song in a certain spot. There's no one. Bye. You, 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 have, you have to put you have to put the the Friday song in from the movie Friday in this part. What? Rebecca Black was not in Friday. I'm not asking about Rebecca Black. Rebecca Black is the Friday song. Nope, the rap from Dr. Dre, baby, back in the day. Dr. Dre made a song called Friday. It's called "Make Keep Their Heads Ringing." I know that song. Listen to it. You'll hear the Friday. I, I know that song, but but I, like I've seen Friday, but mm, the song I was talking about was Rebecca Black. I'm, and I'm talking that, about that annoying Friday, Friday. Like that's that's the Friday song we need here. I'm we're gonna, we're gonna scare that. off the kids with ring ding dong with gunshots in the background. Ring a ding ding ding. They'll keep their heads ringing. Ring, yeah. Ring, from Compton, then they'll just you know appreciate it. Just be part of it. Hey, you know what? We want to get a diverse group of listeners. Just saying. Yeah, because this, this is a really diverse podcast. <laughs> hey, I, I, I am I am brown. Just so you guys know. Sort of. So. It, I mean, the light makes you look a little bit closer. Sort to me. of. <laughs> oh, my my mom 
from Mexico would beg to differ, but just just say it. Just say I mean, it. The, the Raiders hat I have on makes me seem a little bit more uh, <laughs> cultural. Uh, diverse. Your Raiders hat makes you seem Ice Cube, bro. Right. Ice, ice baby. Dun, 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 dun. Well, yeah, I had to get the Caucasian in you know, here somewhere. Same, same thing, same thing. But one more break because we desperately need it. And we will give our picks for Alex Moran Player of the Week. And then this guy can go to bed before he has a shift to wake up for in three hours. So I stay tuned. Say, before, before you take a shit during the, the podcast. Never I will take a shit during the podcast. I will take this laptop in there with me, and you guys can just watch me drop the fattest deuce you've ever seen. <laughs> okay, so we're going to take tuned. a five-minute break. We'll be right You're listening back. to Plaster Negotiations on Sirius XM. We're not in Sirius. <laughs> we, will be, we, we will be at some point, Mike. Howard Stirred, we're coming for you because it's Friday, Friday. Stokes, you can make this break whatever you want. <laughs> Welcome back to Plaster Negotiations. Each week, we ask our panelists to find what we call the Alex Moran Player of the Week. If you're new here, the criteria is simple. We're looking for an individual who wants to live their best life, the true backup life, all the glory, none of the work. And I'm just going to point out this like obvious typo that Stokesy had. Um, he typed McChesney here. Even though I'm the host. Like, I was going to re- say, hey, McChesney, who are you going to refer to? Who's going to be your ass player of the week? Oh, thanks, McChesney, for passing this off to me. Um, so this is I where... Also, I also put the order for Alonzo going first. So, yeah. This is where Alonzo, I go who first. is your nomination? This, I'm going to make Stokesy go first because I'm Fuck. the captain now. I want to go last. Screw you. I'm going Look last. Look at me. I'm the captain. Yeah. I'm the captain now. I should just do that in the middle of his... Of his uh, of his class <laughs> stokes i'm the professor now actually you don't have the you don't have the necessary uh, certificate to be the professor in this class <laughs> mm-hmm. but stokes you're up baby this is fucking good well shit <laughs> i did i think i heard about like 25 percent of what you guys said so i hope i'm not interrupting anybody other than Alonzo's burrito, who is getting devoured right now. Um, You're good. But uh, this week, because I'm a guest on my own show, I'm going to nominate myself for the Alex Moran Player of the Week because I just jumped on, totally hammered. And uh, yeah, so uh, (laughs) Mike Stowe's your Alex Moran Player of the Week. Cheers, mates. All right, Alonzo. All right. Caleb? I don't know if you know about this guy. You're you're a Patriots fan, right? I am. Hopefully, hopefully you feel as happy as ten years strong, baby. Okay, hopefully you've heard of Rohan Davy. Oh yeah, Rohan Davy, drafted in two thousand two by LSU to New England. Dra- uh, backed up Tom Brady from 02 to 04. Won two Super Bowl with Tom Brady's backup. 
Life is good, right? Backup winning Super Bowls. Goes to NFL Europe the 04 season, named player of the year, won the World Bowl. Man, Ooh. life is good, right? Came back to for the 2005 season and lost his backup job to Doug freaking fucking Flutie. Well, Doug Flutie's a legend. And he right? did a drop kick and uh, got a PAT and made Belichick like cream himself on the sideline. That's right. So he's a legend at Boston College, CFL, the drop kick. So it's all good, right? Did y'all see Stokesy's they- face right now? Oh, it's frozen. <laughs> <laughs> So, so you know, I'm, I'm trying to get back into this here. So he loses to Doug Flutie, right? So he goes to third string, right? Yeah, third stringer. Let's go. Nope. Lost that to Matt Castle. What a king, Matt, Matt Castle. Castle went to have a not-so-distinguished career after one decent season in New England. He goes to Kansas City and never can replicate the success he had in New England. Except he had a Pro Bowl. Well, it, but then he had, you're, he had you're a, notably you're you're missing out like the most important part of his career. He won he made it Pro Bowl. Yeah, what was that like 2012? Made it Pro Bowl. That's uh, I mean, yeah, no, no Pro Bowler Matt Castle. Well, it, Pro Bowl is different from All Pro because he could have been like the eighth person picked, and people are like, I don't want to play, I don't want to play, I don't want to play. They're like, anybody want to play? Hey, I'll one. Play. Hey, his Pro Bowl is just as valid as like. Uh, Peyton Manning's that year. I assume he made it. His is valid as mine is, which is not valid because I didn't make the Pro Bowl. Yeah, but Matt Castle did. Yeah. I'm just not here for the Matt Castle slander, truthfully. Well, you can't defend Matt Castle till you're blue in the face. It's still Matt fucking Castle. Now, not to say that. Not to say that. No longer exists. So now it's. That's right. And now it's the. It's the. um, It's whatever the fuck they decide to call it, right? So. What did what did freaking or fucking baby do? Went to the Arena Football League, played a few years, came back to the NFL, right? No, that was it. Back to Tom Brady for three years, won two Super Bowls as a backup, Player of the Year and World Bowl champion in NFL Europe. Came back riding a high, but he couldn't beat out Doug Flutie and Matt Castle for the backup and third string roles. Okay. So I don't, I don't have an exact number for how much he earned playing for the Patriots, but guys, this is someone who lived a true backup life. Literally all, all the glory, two-time Super Bowl champ, none of the work. And when he went and put in the work in NFL Europe, the Patriots decided they didn't need someone who put in that much work. They did no, you're, you got too good, and we don't want you here. And that was it. That's Rohan Davy. That is your Alex Moran player of the fucking week thank you thank you all for your time and listening to me with thank my alonzo he's kind of taking over this show truthfully oh. um jeremy let's go to you yeah i gotta disagree with alonzo here so let me take you guys on a journey so i always love it when jeremy takes us on a journey i love you journey so at that point in the night of like 15 beers so i'm, I'm finally ready jeremy's to- journey honestly that should be a podcast in itself it's just it's like it's be just a like sub podcast. It's just like hit like imagine like Aaron Rodgers doing his psychedelics and having a podcast. That's this is Jeremy's podcast, except he's getting drunk and it's Jeremy's journeys. Beers <laughs> in Colorado, boys. I really don't. Jeremy's fantastic journey, and then fantastic voyage, and we say, "R.I.P. Coolio." So Dude, me... no, for real. Can we do this? 
Like, I am so down to go on this journey. Let's, Let's do it. Let's go, Jeremy. Not, not just now, but like other times too. So, fuck yeah. Start I don't know what I just sparked, but whatever. You have unlocked Pandora's box. Let me let me unlock it right now, then take you guys down this journey. So, close your eyes, everybody. You're in Cleveland, Ohio. I just I just woke up. <laughs> You're in Cleveland, Ohio. Fuck me. The land of ten thousand massage therapists. And you're thinking, hey man, I need a little bit of money, but but how do I get it? I don't know. Oh man. Certainly don't and be then massage therapist. Walk down the road and presumably just see walking down the road on I don't know, a billboard or just fucking stapled like a telephone pole somewhere. The Lake Erie Walleye Trail Tournament is coming. Yeah, and you're thinking, man. Only what? Stokes knows what the fuck this is. I am man. a record holder in Ohio for catching walleyes, sir. I will I, let you know that right now. I would get to where that was that in your um you bio that you sent that you sent us. No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> that is an extra Stokes fact that you just learned today. I'm sorry, Jeremy. I didn't mean to take the wind out of your sails, but God damn it, I am passionate about cats. You should you should put that in like your uh here's more about me. I'm your professor for this semester. No, it's it's gonna start off just fuck you. I am an Ohio fucking fish man who caught walleye. <laughs> well, I'm not convinced that Ohio exists, so this is a little bit crazy. Well, do you can we agree that Lake Erie exists? Yes, and just not fish. just not the one that supposedly borders Ohio. Like just, and, uh, and, and, it doesn't it, it, doesn't, it doesn't border it doesn't border there. Yes, it does. You know what? I'm gonna move to Ohio, Ohio doesn't Caleb, exist. Just just to prove to you that it does fucking border there. Yeah, sorry, Jeremy. Please continue with your walleye. You guys can see the end of my story on Jeremy's Journeys podcast. So, all right. Recap. So you're a Cleveland, Ohio native, and you're like, man, I need some fucking money. You walk by, I don't know, a fucking billboard at a strip club or something, and you're like, man, the Lake Erie Walleye Trail tournament's happening. You're like, all right, well, this sounds amazing. There is a $29,000 prize if I win this tournament. And you're like, dude, that sounds great. But wait, there's one caveat. You don't know how to fish. How do you win a tournament when you don't know how to fish? Well, my two Alex Ram Player of the Weeks had a great answer for that. Jacob Runyon, 42, of Broadview Heights, Ohio, and Chase Kaminsky, 35, of Hermitage, Pennsylvania. Their great plan to win the Lake Erie Walleye Trail Tournament was, what if we get a walleye? And we load it up with lead weights and fillets of smaller walleye. We'll win yep. the tournament. Now, the issue that they did not take into account with this is when that happens, walleye are very frail. You can cut them open fairly easily and see what's inside, which is exactly what the tournament director did, who said, and I quote, let me get this right here. It was bigger than most walleye typically weigh of that size. Now, mm-hmm. all this sounds mediocre, right? You guys are like, Phelps, well, that sounds bad. How does that make them the Alex Moran Player of the Week? Well, let me tell you how that makes them the Alex Moran Player of the Week. 
both of them are now facing felony, felony charges of cheating, mm-hmm. attempted grand theft, and possessing criminal tools and misdemeanor charges of unlawfully owning wild animals. These geniuses had the great idea that, hey, I don't know how to fish. Let's just throw some fucking lead weights and smaller fish inside a big one and we'll win 29 grand. Next thing you know, they're going to prison. Those are my Alex Moran Player of the Weeks. Those are like, more, like, more like Alex Moron Player of the Weeks, but either way. And just to clarify, I don't think I'm going to prison for being a guest on my own show, so. <laughs> I hope not. Me too. That would, that would be sucky. It would. Not bad, yo. Caleb, who is your Alex Moran Player of the Week? Myself. I am the Alex Moran Player of the Week. Not you, Stokesy. I was the backup. I basically, you were like Tom Brady on like a week 17 that didn't matter. And you just, he's like, ah, screw it. Let's just put Jimmy G in there, see what happens. And that was me. I came in, I managed the game. We went a little bit longer than we should have. I am dead exhausted and I've missed my window to sleep. Um, I have totally kerfuffled my life. And that makes me the Alex Moran player of the week. I am the ultimate backup. I come on here and I do my thing on last second's notice. No, not really last second's notice. You gave me like three days. But you know what? I think I am the ultimate backup and I deserve to be paid backup quarterback money. So, well, I'm not sure backup quarterback. Money. And this was Alonzo's idea to make myself Alex Moran play. Yeah, it, it was my idea, but there's no, there's no painting going on here, guys. Let's, yeah, let's get, I mean, if someone's getting paid, I've been left out of the fucking loop. Not until Gold Buckle Beer decides they want to be our official sponsor. The official or, beer. Or, or Sol Chelada. Or Sirius XM. Sirius XM. Hey, fucking bring us on. Yeah, yeah. So um, 49th State Brewing is a fantastic brewery in Anchorage, Alaska, Juneau, and other fine cities across the state of Alaska. Um, I would love to take your money. And distribute it amongst all of us. Basically, McChesney, you need to post those four companies. You need to tag them when you post this this week on our socials. Stokesy's been posting them on the Stokesy's. Oh, yeah. I have my own social media. It's called Stokesy Truthers. (laughs) Oh, God. You don't want to have like truth in your uh, social media platforms nowadays. That No, that's why I have the ers. Okay, so it's the Stokesy Truthers. How about how about we add you know that I've had a drink of Pistol Pete's uh, rye, and you could ask you, you could add a what is it, marble? I don't Bosky to that, Bosky Brewing. Hey guys, local local. I'm here in Albuquerque. I'm gonna like Albuquerque that much, but I really like you. Bring it on. It only catches on fire some of the time. <laughs> That's right. You know, I I could I could make a. Flaming Dr. Pepper or that shit like that, baby. Like that. All righty. Well, we thank you for joining us on this week's rendition of Flash Negotiations. And again, nothing we said was legally binding. Thank Christ. As always, 21 means 21. Designate a driver, or in our case, a debater. Drink responsibly. And above all else, be good people. On behalf of Alonzo, 
I'm still not going to pronounce it. Maestas. Maestas. There you go, bro. Jeremy Dragon Wrangler, Michael Phelps, Ooh. and allegedly Dr. Mike Stokes. I've been designated debater, ultimate backup host, most handsome uh, guy in a radio oh. you've ever seen. Caleb McChesney. The Jimmy Alex Chesney. Moran, host of the week. So true. <laughs> Follow us at Plastered Pod on the social medias, and we will see you next week. And it seems such a waste of time If that's what it's all about Mama, if that's moving up, then I